Up more than 2% yesterday, up more than 2% this morning, live from New York City. Good morning, good morning. The countdown to the Open starts right now. Everything you need to get set for the start of U.S. trading. This is Bloomberg, the Open, with Jonathan Farrow. Live from New York, we begin with the big issue, mounting signs of capitulation. What is happening now is very extreme. Companies are battening down the hatches and getting ready for choppier times. You're seeing very strong bearish trends across multiple asset classes. Broadly bearish outlook for risk assets. Something that for most people is very uncomfortable. When I look at the uh, earning analyst estimates, they're still too high. Expectations coming down. That should be the next shoe that drops. We need to see some of that weakness coming through. If you really start thinking about what's going on in the U.S. economy. The Fed is trying to hike and crack the economy. We've seen the market sell off a lot. If we're not bottoming out, we're sort of finding a bottom. That potential capitulation. Nobody ever nails it on the exact day, and if they do, they're lucky. These signs of capitulation are building. That's the read from Bank of America's latest fund manager survey. For more, let's get to Bloomberg's Taylor Riggs. Hey, Taylor. And it's always a great survey, John. When you think about capitulation, some of these one-sided trades are what really has been built into the market. A lot of this has been a drop in market liquidity that the survey has noted. The same number that looking at a weaker economy inflation that's going to be falling in the next 12 months, 83% looking at global profits to worsen over the next 12 months. So all of that is signs of some of these one-sided trades and what is built in. The most crowded trades, John, you could have guessed this, right? Long dollar, long ESG, long oil. Long dollar means short EM and unfortunately short EU equities as well as you're thinking about some of the economic and recessionary environments on the way as well. Take a look though at some of the tail risks, John, because it's always the left tail, the type two error, how to not lose money. That is the key focus. As we know, it is all about inflation. It's all about hawkish central banks, what that error might look like. And again, sort of those deep global recessions what that means for the big Fed pivot and making sure that inflation is under control. If we're also looking at sort of a big inflationary environment, the left tail risks is what you have to look out for. Finally, John, it always comes back to the Fed, right? And some of the big macro outlooks, where do we see the terminal rate? Where do you see the Fed going to and holding that and pausing before a cut on the end? 
As you can see, a lot of this has been raising expectations from uh, maybe now four and a quarter, four and a half, even 5% for some big terminal rates here. Uh, so that really is going to be the key for the equities going forward. Hey, Taylor, wonderful. As always, Taylor Riggs there breaking it down. Michael Hartner and the team over at Bank of America. Here's the quote for you. It screams macro capitulation, investor capitulation, the start of policy capitulation. He points to the cash level 6.3% the highest since April 2001. With us now, Cassie Barrow of JP Morgan and P. Jims, Greg Peters. Cassie, first to you. Are we seeing macro capitulation, investor capitulation and the start of policy capitulation? So where I would push back on that assessment is policy capitulation. I think when I look at what's been happening in the gilt market, which has really been driving global market sentiment, the one thing that I really have taken away is, is that the BOE has never backed down. They are continuing on with QT. We think that's going to happen at the end of the month. And when we look at the big picture, the fundamental data in the U.S. is still suggesting that the Fed needs to continue to push on with rate hikes and QT. What the market has been really struggling with is this risk of financial stability and this idea that the Fed is going to pause because financial stability risks are rising. And what I would say to that is there's two things here. There's cost of liquidity and there's access to liquidity. Right now, with the cost of liquidity, it's going up. That's monetary policy. That's what the Fed and other central banks want. Access to liquidity, you may not like the level that you can raise liquidity, but you can still get it. As long as that access to liquidity is open, central banks are comfortable with financial stability and they can continue on with their path of hiking rates and removing accommodation. Greg Peters, do you agree? Well, so I think it's way too early to say capitulation. I mean, I think that's heroic in many different respects. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, we're not even uh, close to a, a recession that everyone predicting. Once again, basic principles, Jonathan, I've yet to see markets rally, risk markets rally uh, heading into a recession. So to me, I think it's really uh, quite too early. Uh, and as it's been the entire year, hope springs eternal and everyone's looking for the turn and been finding it the entire way. Not finding it in the banks right now. Just listening to the Wall Street chiefs on the U.S. economy. Greg, this is what they've got to say. Brian Moynihan at Bank of America. Consumers are spending. They have money. JP Morgan's Jamie Dimon. Consumers are in very good shape. Jane Fraser over at Citi. The U.S. economy remains relatively resilient. What are we learning about now that tells us something about the future, Greg, about the state of this economy and how it can deal with the downturn? Yeah, so the underpinnings of the economy here in the U.S. is really quite robust. The consumer uh, is humming along. Um, you know, wages are up, obviously not keeping up uh, with inflation. But the nominal growth matters a lot uh, of, uh, for the economy. And I think we forget that sometimes. So um, what that means to me ultimately is that the Fed has to do more to slow down the demand side. And so if anything, this is a good news, bad news story. Uh, the good news is the economy is doing well. Consumers are doing well. Uh, uh, at all. But the bad news is the Fed has to do more in order to quell that underlying inflation that comes with it. 
Uh, and so it raises the specter of a hard landing, I think, as a consequence. Cassie, you call a recession inevitable. Why is it inevitable? Well, I would agree with uh, what Greg is saying in terms of the Fed needing to do more. And unfortunately, because the Fed needs to do more, they need to keep policy restrictive for longer. Uh, the risk of a hard landing in that scenario just goes up. So when I look at the last uh, CPI report, uh, you see core CPI 6.6%, uh, but the, the six-month run rate is even faster than that. So we've had 300 basis points of tightening, and inflation is actually still accelerating. So when I look at fixed income valuations right now, I see very high yields, but I see spreads that are still very complacent to that risk of recession. And so, you know, where, where we're most cautious is on that higher or on that lower quality uh, high yield company uh, that is still uh, going to face a lot of trouble as the Fed pushes on. Kelsey, I've said you say a few times you need to be patient here. Wait for spreads to get to maybe 750. I heard that from your colleague Bob Michael as well. What's special about 750 for high yield spreads? So when we build up to those types of numbers, what we're thinking about is a couple things. One, where we expect defaults to move to in this cycle. But, and, and the second is the concept that markets tend to overshoot. So, you know, even if you think that the default cycle this time around is going to be more modest, we know that uh, likely the markets are going to overshoot. Uh, they're going to go a little bit further in that frenzy of, of really fully pricing in recession. And so that's the, the level that we're thinking we're, get, we're getting to once we combine those two factors. Greg, we had this discussion last week, didn't we? Spreads out screaming recession of 500 basis points. And then it's just really tempting to look at the yield that you can get right now in fixed income and say, forget the spread, just buy it. Greg, how do you navigate that particular situation? Well, so you have to bifurcate the risk. I think that's what's happening is that investors are looking at the overall yield, which is a repricing of the risk-free uh, and even the liquidity uh, in the marketplace. Credit spreads themselves remain arguably pretty tight. So they're just above the average. Uh, that 750, 800 on high yield harkens back to a time when once spreads get past 800 basis points, high yield investors have been rewarded uh, historically for entering the fray. But I think it's really interesting that investors are conflating the yield versus spread risk. Uh, uh, and so yields are up. That's great news, absolutely. But you haven't seen a repricing in the cyclical part of the market, the fall. Uh, risk part of the market. And so I think spreads are still too tight here. When do you expect to see that adjustment, Greg? And what's going to get us there? What's going to lead us towards that further adjustment in fixed income, towards what you just explained? So I think it's data-driven, not surprisingly. Uh, uh, it's been fighting the entire time, as I mentioned before. So I think the data has to soften. You have to start to see earnings roll over, margins compressed, and so it has to become a fundamental story. So as of right now, it's just been a central bank repricing story, not a fundamental story. So I do think at some point that has to occur. If the thesis is that central banks globally have to 
hike in order to contain inflation and thus slow down the economies and into a possible recession, then that has to filter through credit spreads. So I think it's just a matter of time. So I, I suspect, Jonathan, over the next three to six months. Futures up big time this morning, up 2% on the S&P 500, up big time yesterday as well in the equity market. Kelsey, a question for you on the economic data. Just looking at the incoming information, maybe looking back to CPI last week. Is this market still responding to the incoming data in a way that you would anticipate? So we've had strong CPI. We had the strong uh, September jobs report. You know, I think what's been muddying the waters a little bit has been uh, the moves in European um, and UK bond markets, which has been uh, creating uh, a lot of term premium volatility. Um, so one thing that we've been noticing is as the BOE has been repriced, it's caused the belly of the yield curve uh, to cheapen. Um, and I think that's that stopped some of the yield curve flattening momentum that, that we've been seeing. I think that's probably coming to an end here. So we've seen a lot of headline ping pong from uh, the UK, but I think at this point, given what we've seen in terms of the walking back of the budget, a gilt volatility can come down and we can see some of that stabilization in global term premium, which can allow the yield curve in the U.S. to go back to that flattening trend and, and trade more with the domestic fundamentals, which, again, strong labor market, uh, high inflation, the Fed pushing forward with rate hikes, increasing recession risk and that flatter yield curve. Uh, the whole curve shifting lower this morning. Yields are lower by four basis points on a 10-year, 397 on a two-year, down three or four basis points to about 440. Cassie Barrow, Greg Peters sticking with us. Cassie mentioned the UK coming up. A sharp U-turn on Trustonomics. Now, I recognise we have made mistakes. I'm sorry uh, for those mistakes, but I've fixed the mistakes. That conversation, up next. recognize we have made mistakes. I'm sorry uh, for those mistakes, but I fixed the mistakes. I've appointed a new chancellor. Uh, we have restored economic stability and fiscal discipline. And what I now want to do is go on and deliver for the public. We were elected on the 2019 manifesto. I'm determined to deliver on that. The Prime Minister Liz Truss issuing a mea culpa following a U-turn on her economic plan. This coming amid a Financial Times report saying the Bank of England would also deliver a little bit of a U-turn and push back its plans to start QT. The Bank of England, a spokesperson for them, denying the report. The team coverage starts right now. Bloomberg's Guy Johnson in London alongside Lizzie Burden. Lizzie, this is getting more embarrassing by the day. It is. Uh, do you mean for the Financial Times or for Liz Truss? Hey, Lizzie, you, you're uh, taking that jab, not me. The Bank of England has denied this report. 
<laughs> the, you'll excuse me, I used to be a print reporter. Uh, but the uh, uh, Bank of England has denied this, but I have to say that it may not have yet decided uh, to delay quantitative tightening doesn't mean it can't still happen. The problem with it is... Um, if they were to delay quantitative tightening, then they can't really be truly getting on with monetary tightening and it makes the bank look as if it's beholden to fiscal policy. And Andrew Bailey at the IMF made very clear that he wants to get on with the job of inflation fighting. I was speaking to a former Bank of England policymaker last week and interestingly he was saying, he pointed out that the, the Monetary Policy Committee isn't voting on this uh, QE measure, QT, for financial stability uh, and it's a bit um, uh, of a grey area, the oversight of all of this and it is impacting on uh, inflation fighting so perhaps that's a measure that the Treasury Select Committee needs to have a look at. Okay, the intraday range on sterling again, cable the low 112.56, the high 114.10. It's been one of those sessions again, Guy, all over the place. Yeah, I, I think increasingly, though, this is this feels less about kind of what we've been worried about over the last few days. Yes, we're a little all over the place. Uh, things have go, are going to take a little while to settle down. But I think the broad brush uh, kind of policy changes have happened. Uh, we heard from the prime minister. Uh, I, I do wonder, I'll take the other side uh, of what Lizzie said. I do wonder whether the Bank of England is floating trial balloons at the moment. Uh, it did so maybe during the thick of the crisis when it talked about maybe extending the assistance uh, that it was going to offer. Uh, and now maybe we've got some commentary around the possibility of QE being, QT, sorry, being, being delayed. Um, so I just wonder whether there is, there is something going on here. It doesn't look particularly uh, good for the FT, but nevertheless, I do wonder whether the Bank of England uh, is, is just testing the temperature here. Um, in terms of the ranges, yeah, I, I think they're, they're calming down. I was talking to Van Rom again um, on our rates team talking about what is happening here. Looks like the two-year, probably the rally we've seen there is sort of fizzling out a little bit. Uh, I think you're probably seeing that across the curve, John. Uh, I think probably the situation in the UK is past its most, most volatile moment. I certainly hope that it is. You hope. Did you see the YouGov poll this morning, a couple of hours ago? Most Tory members say Liz Truss should resign. Next line, Dan. I, yeah. Boris Johnson is the most popular successor. Lizzie Burden, can I get your response to that YouGov poll early this morning? Well, we knew that Liz Truss was uh, in office but not in power. Interestingly, uh, now two newspapers have stopped backing Liz Truss, so even the right-wing press is turning against her. But she is almost safe in the knowledge that no Tory MP wants a general election, as that YouGov poll would suggest. They can't decide uh, which candidate uh, should take over from her. Sunak doesn't want to serve under Morden. Morden doesn't want to serve under Sunak. Hunt says that he doesn't want the leadership at all, even though uh, Morden and Sunak both looked like they were auditioning for the top job in the Commons yesterday. Uh, and even if they could choose uh, who would be take over from Truss, uh, the whole process of how to get there is even more hazy. So uh, Truss at least can feel like she's safe uh, for a little bit, but maybe there'll be another crisis which would jog them into action. Uh, that seems to be the only 
anything that could rock the boat at this stage. She just seems to be willing to delegate uh, to, to her other ministers as long as she can cling on. What a mess. Guy Johnson, Lizzie Burden, so the two of you, fantastic as always. Guy Johnson will pick things up in about 40 minutes from now. Cassie Barrow, the lessons of the last couple of weeks, looking over to the other side of the pond, what are they? Well, I think that the two things that I've taken away from this this, this crazy move uh, that we've seen is, is that, one, this term premium is not going away. So even though we've seen this walk back in the mini budget, we are not seeing a subsequent retracement in yields to the same extent that, uh, that we had pre the announcement. And at the same time, you know, I think the other thing is on the Bank of England and their continued resolve towards QT. So we think that QT is still going to happen at the end of the month. But, you know, they may do a little bit to help us out. Uh, we think that they may tweak QT a little bit to put less pressure on the long end and do a bit of a twist QT to help out the market um, and alleviate some of the pain in the long end. Greg, would you go with that too? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I still think it's very much of an isolated event here. Uh, I know many market participants are trying to think, you know, is this a playbook for other jurisdictions, other central banks? I don't think that's the case. I think that's uh, completely off, to be honest with you. Uh, you look at what's happening here in the U.S. We're, you know, entering midterm elections, which is not really being talked about. Uh, I don't, you know, I expect less fiscal coming out if there is a turn uh, um, uh, in the House uh, and or Senate. So to me, this is very isolated, but it's really difficult to get confidence back. Uh, and I think the UK is on this steady decline, unfortunately, and this is just uh, one episode in that. Well, for a moment, Greg, it was the tail wag in the dock, and it shook some things up in USIG as well. Did you take any advantage from what was taking place in the last couple of weeks off the back of how this one materialized. Yeah, so I, I mean, that was the story. So with the uh, UK LDI unwind and the liquidity that was needed and the selling pressures that we've seen globally, right? So I, I mean, the, uh, the collateral pool was outside the UK, it was in Europe and the US. And so we saw lots of uh, 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 bid lists and uh, uh, unwinds. Uh, and so, yeah, so uh, practically we and others did did take advantage of that. Uh, uh, and so I think that's the lesson here in that you want to have enough liquidity to take advantage of these uh, episodic events that actually kind of present uh, opportunities. So we don't think it's over. We still think there's uh, asset allocation changes, uh, more to come on the UK LDI front. And I think that's the opportunity set, not these broad sweeping macro plays, but more, more of these idiosyncratic moves. Kelsey, do you agree? Did you do the same thing in the last few weeks? Volatility, it's hard, but it does also create opportunity and, and opportunity for alpha, for active managers. So we have absolutely been taking advantage of the swings in markets, of the risk on and the risk off, the periods that we have dislocations uh, in order to uh, find attractive opportunities and take advantage of them. And to do that, 
you need to have uh, a nimble, active stance. You do need to have some cash available on hand to take advantage of those moments. But this is a market for active bond managers. Cassie Barrow, Greg Peters, the two of you, just brilliant as always. Two of the very best in fixed income as we march towards the up and about. Just a monster move in the equity market. And the data pretty decent too. Upside surprise on industrial production month over month up 0.4%. The survey 0.1%. Manufacturing production up 0.4%. The survey 0.3%. Futures up by more than 2%. Up next, the morning calls and later. BlackRock's Kate Moore is not adding any equity exposure right here. Would she fade this move? We'll catch up with her in just a moment. From New York City this morning, good morning. This is Bloomberg. Stocks up, yields down. That's the story this morning. Good morning to you. About 20 seconds away from the opening bell. Equity futures elevated, kicking higher by more than 2% on the S&P. On the Nasdaq 100, up by 2.6%. Building on some monster gains in Monday's session this Tuesday morning, advancing once again on the Russell by more than 2%. That's the price action in the equity market. That was your opening bell. Here's the price action in the bond market. Yields are lower by two basis points on a 10-year, 398.80. The FX market, euro showing a little bit of strength at 98.67. Euro dollar positive, a quarter of 1%. Crude lower by 1.4%, 84.26. We'll talk about another SPR release potentially later this week. We'll get to that in about 10 minutes' time. I need to talk about Goldman. That stock is up higher in early trading by more than 4%. The CEO, David Solomon, saying the following. This one is, quote, a challenging operating environment. Shanali Basak back with us for more. And Shanali, they've met that challenge. I think we have to define challenging here. You're looking at trading figures up 11%, fixed income higher than everybody else on Wall Street, by a percentage jump basis and equities by revenue higher than its peers. Now, remember, Morgan Stanley has traditionally led that business. J.P. Morgan won it last round. But now you're looking at Goldman take a little more share when you look at the equities business in a down market. Even with investment banking revenues down 57 percent, you have to look at advisory also that is coming in at nearly a billion dollars, which is pretty remarkable for an environment like this. It's really debt underwriting that missed on expectations. But you have to ask all the banks here, how much risk are they willing to take on? And do we have to watch when investment plans get uh, crunched down in the wake of a very challenging environment, as we've been talking about? Look at this revenue breakdown. Pretty remarkable here as well, because consumer and wealth now accounting for 20 percent of the business. Consumer revenues alone came in $100 million more than had been expected. Now, in the reorganization, what does that look like? What they've telegraphed is consumer operations are aligning a little bit more with the technology-focused businesses. They have that Apple partnership. They're focusing on transaction banking. Wealth is being brought into asset management. A new line of leaders <laughs> being elevated. And uh, a big change ahead for Goldman Sachs as we look to the reorganization, but no new targets yet for those businesses. Here are those uh, combined numbers there. We've been talking about it. The competitive pressure is on. You mentioned it this morning. Goldman's headcount is up 4%. So to the extent that you're seeing that crunch on Wall Street jobs, it's there, but it's not there in full. Shanali, wrap it up. How would you grade the quarter? All the banks are in. 
all the banks are in. It's a tough one. The consumer is more loved by the investor right now. But how do they feel in the middle of next year if Jamie Dimon's hurricane comes to fruition and the consumer gets crunched? That's the question. Investment banks are crunched too. Which one wins? Stock is up right now 3.9% for Goldman Sachs. Shanali, as always, fantastic over the last few days. Shanali Basak, our Wall Street correspondent. Goldman advancing this equity market's higher by more than 2%. Every single industry group on my screen right now is positive. Consumer discretionary top of the pile up by 2.95%. Information technology up by 2.86%. The overall market looking at another second big day of gains on the S&P 500. Morgan Stanley's Andrew Sheets says this recent rally will be short-lived. Maybe actually earnings season after a lot of negative guidance turns out okay and, and you're into a window where seasonality for risk assets is often somewhat better. But but big picture, you know, we still have growth that's gonna be slowing over the next three to six months. We still have a lot of monetary policy tightening ahead of us. So I, I think the way to think about this is a is a bear market rally. It's it's short, it's sharp, uh, it still matters, but the big picture hasn't changed and there's still work to be done, I think, before we can say this bear market's over. Kate Moore of BlackRock echoing that view and keeping her cash stockpiles high. She writes the following, the weakening economic environment and tighter financial conditions create an unfavorable setup and we are not adding to equities yet. We have built a substantial balance of dry powder as a hedge in preparation for any macro inflection points in 2023. Kate, I'm pleased to say, joins us right now. Kate, it was going through the checklist of yours. Management commentary mm. on labour, capex, supply chain management. For earnings so far, what are you learning? You know, I think we still have to get through the bulk of earnings, John. We haven't learned that much yet. But it's going to be really, really challenging. Look, we have a, a world of economists out there who are all trying to sort through the data, to look into their crystal balls and forecast next year. And then you have corporate management teams who are saying, hey, my experience uh, in the third quarter was not nearly as bad as I thought. You know, one data point not necessarily related to earnings that I really love, because I love reading these uh, CFO surveys and the Richmond Fed Duke Fuqua CFO survey, which was released uh, for third quarter data, had some interesting tidbits. And one of them was companies did not report any deterioration in their own conditions second quarter to third quarter. It was actually still relatively elevated. And while there's a big gap between how companies think about uh, the economy going into 2023 and how they feel about their own businesses, that gap has persisted for a couple quarters. So there's not been a big deterioration. And I think it's going to be hard for companies to, to sort of give us strong guidance one way or another when there are so many macro variables uh, that are uncertain, as Andrew Sheets was just mentioning in that clip you played. Well, Kate, it's something about what we can learn about the president, what it tells us about the future. And I'll build on that. This is what we're learning about the president from Wall Street chiefs. Moynihan at Bank of America says consumers are spending. Diamond at JP Morgan says consumers are in very good shape. Jane Fraser at City says the U.S. economy remains relatively resilient. What that's telling most people is that we're in a situation where there isn't a ton of excess, there's not much fragility, and if we get a downturn, it won't be a bad one. Now, what I heard this morning, Kate, that was interesting from Andrew Sheets and Morgan Stanley, said, yes, maybe in GDP, but perhaps not in earnings. Could you build on yeah. that? Do you think there's a clear, a clear distinction there that might emerge that we need to pay a bit more attention to? 
Yeah, I think it's a really good point. Look, we would always like to take GDP and you know our forecast for GDP and kind of map it against earnings. But the truth of the matter is, is that you know over medium-term periods uh, and even over short-term periods, the correlation between GDP growth and earnings growth is very, very light. In some cases, non-existent. There sometimes is a better uh, correlation or relationship between revenue growth, the top line, and GDP growth. But companies have a lot of levers to pull and use in order to engineer better earnings. And I would expect if you know revenue growth meaningfully weakens uh, and the inflationary pressures across a whole variety of goods and services don't ease, companies will do things like reduce headcount, slow down investment in different parts of their businesses that are not as profitable, all to protect the E. So you can have a weaker economic environment and actually a, a solid earnings environment. And you know, John, something you and I have talked about before that's also really important is the composition of the U.S. equity market, which is, you know, some of the companies that are most important on the earnings side uh, are less economically sensitive uh, than, than, say, smaller parts of the overall market cap for some of these indices. So let's fold that into the inventory story. We've heard from Target, from Nike, from Micron, potentially GM and Ford, according to UBS. Kate, how influential is that kind of story to the way you think about this equity market more broadly? Yeah, one of the challenges I have, John, is that you have some of these companies talking about more difficult inventory environments. They have, you know, overordered or they got you know, too much of one seasonal good. Uh, and they're going to look to liquidate. Now, on one hand, I'd say, like, that's great for holiday shoppers, maybe a great time to take advantage of deals. On the other hand, it's pretty hard to take the examples or the, the stories from specific companies and extrapolate it out to the entire industry group, even though sometimes that's how the market's trading. Um, sometimes it's very specific around the ordering, the purchasing, uh, and the price and sales of that specific company, and not about all of the consumer. You mentioned a moment ago, John, how many data points from financial services, from credit card data, and stuff, all suggesting the consumer is in, still in quite good shape. Yeah. Uh, and that's our expectation as well. So, Kate, you talked about the macro inflection points in 2023. That the mm. dry powder for now was for next year. Why is yeah. that? Why is next year the thing penciled in on the calendar and not the last few months of this year? Well, look, the truth of the matter is, John, we have a lot of high conviction uh, equity holdings in the portfolio. So it's not as if we have cut all of our risk and just said we're going to wait into the first quarter of 23. Uh, what we do own, we think, is like our strong companies with huge free cash flow potential uh, will be able to maintain their margins through a tougher inflationary environment. But We've balanced that out with more cash so that we can be opportunistic. I agree, you know, to the clip earlier with Andrew Sheets that this is more likely a bear market rally than something that's sustained. Uh, and while multiples have become more attractive, there's a lot of question around the E. And it, you can't say the market is unequivocally cheap at this point. So I think we'll be averaging our way into companies we like that we want to hold for longer periods of time. But there's no rush to say, you know, we're breaking out here into a new bull market. Okay, I wanted to finish with a quote from Marko Kalanovic over at JP Morgan. This is what he had to say. We trim the size of both our equity overweight and bond underweight, but remain overall overweight equities and commodities versus underweight bonds. This is the line I'd love your feedback on. Our commodity overweight continues to serve as a hedge for geopolitical risk and inflation, and we stay long the dollar as a hedge to a hawkish Fed. Can I pick up on the first piece of that last line, Kate? Your thoughts on a commodity overweight 
as a hedge for geopolitical risks and inflation and specifically expressing that through the equity market. Yeah, I mean, look, we have a uh, very constructive view on commodities and resources in general and have actually begun to even rebuild some positions where we had taken profits uh, in this space earlier this year um, or a couple months ago, I would say. The, the part that's not in Marco's note there that's really important is the strong fundamentals for these resource companies. Yes, I think some of the commodity stuff uh, provides a good hedge against macro uncertainty and perhaps some geopolitical risk, but we're also talking about companies that have very, very, very strong balance sheets. In fact, almost no debt, uh, where the supply-demand balance is very strong, where there are secular tailwinds in terms of the transition to new energy and the metals and resources that will require uh, are required for that transition. Um, so th there's a lot of fundamental reasons, in addition to the geopolitical and sort of volatility reasons you'd want to own that space. Kate, awesome to hear from you. As always, let's catch up before Thanks, the end of the year. I'm sure we will. Kate Moore of BlackRock there. About 10 minutes into the session, equities up 2% on the S&P. The Nasdaq up by 2.2%. Really big two-day gain on the S&P 500 to kick off this trading week. So we've heard from Kate Moore, called it probably a bear market rally. Andrew Sheets and Morgan Stanley, probably a bear market rally. And Erin Brown of PIMCO said this. I absolutely would fade it. I think that the market right now is just coming off of, you know, very strong weakness over the past week. We see a little bit of a relief rally this morning, but I wouldn't extrapolate that this is, you know, going to last a very long time. I still think that there's significant challenges ahead as we turn the corner into early next year that the market hasn't digested yet. Earnings estimates are too high, margins expectations are too high, and I don't think that equities are still, you know, singing the same from the same hymn book that we see in the fixed income markets. Pushing back against this equity market move, the S&P still higher by about two percentage points. Up next on this program, the Biden administration looking to take more action on gas prices. He's worked so hard to get those gas prices down by more than a dollar a gallon from the highest, the highest points that we have seen just a couple of months ago. And he'll continue to work on that. That conversation up next. This is Bloomberg's The Open. I'm Lisa Mateo, live in the principal room. Coming up, Rolls-Royce Motor CEO Torsten Muller-Atvos. That conversation at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. This is Bloomberg. We understand that there are challenges that are uh, in front of us here in this country. That is why the president has taken action to lower costs. He's worked so hard to get those gas prices down by more than a dollar a gallon from the highest, the highest points that we have seen just a couple of months ago. And he'll continue to work on that. President Biden looking to lower prices at the pump with midterms just three weeks away. This amid some recent reporting from Bloomberg revealing plans of another strategic reserve release to the tune of 10 to 15 million barrels of crude. Bloomberg's Josh Wingrove joins us now down in D.C. Josh, walk us through our latest reporting, please. Yeah, Jennifer Jacob, Jennifer DeLuy and Ari Natter, our colleagues, John, are, are saying that they're going to announce, kind of re-announce, the pending release of that 10 to 15 million barrels, which is left over from the 180 million that they announced in the spring. Now, the big question would be whether they add stuff on top of that, either a new release 
or something else to make it look like they're going farther than they've gone before. Remember, in the spring, that 180 was supposed to get us till fall when they said the private sector production would sort of, you know, catch up and fill that million barrel a day gap. So, of course, after what has come since then is that OPEC plus production cut, and it looks like they're kicking tires on what to do next. Uh, one of the economic aides, Jaron Bernstein, lead, leaned pretty heavily in over the weekend to the possibility that this is coming down the pipe. Now, of course, the midterms are the backdrop here. John, you know this, uh, that the gas prices are ticking up a little bit, and polls tend to pretty closely track voter sentiment with gas prices. When gas prices go up, voters get mad at the president. So definitely a political lens to this one as they try to, in their view, stabilize the oil market at least. Josh, as you know, the SPR is at a four-decade low. Is there a conversation taking place down in D.C. about how exposed this might leave U.S. energy security next year? beyond the midterms, if this gets drained down any further from here? A little bit of one, but not much. When I referred to Bernstein's comments, he went out of his way to say, look, it's still more than half full, so we have a little bit of wiggle room here still that they want to use it. Now, if it's just that 10 to 15, John, essentially, again, they're just re-announcing or committing to going to the full 180 that they'd announced in the spring. That's probably a different kettle of fish than if they really go above that 180 number. But, you know, as you know, Republicans have started to sort of circle around this. And so we'll see whether they go at this particular issue. Joe Biden, in other words, has room to go still with you know, draining the SPR, but it's kind of unclear how far he'll go without uh, further sort of pouring gas in the fire that you talk about saying, hey, this isn't for this. Hey, Josh, awesome to catch up, buddy, as always. Josh Wingrove down in D.C. And to Josh's point, separately, we're still considering weighing limits on exports of fuel in the United States, too. The internal deliberations, I understand, continue. President Biden downplaying the odds of a recession. The view from Bloomberg Economics say it's 100% going to happen for a U.S. recession to take place in the next 12 months. Anna Wong joins us right now from Bloomberg Economics. Anna Wong, 100% going to happen in the next 12 months. Why? Well, uh, in our model, so uh, we see a... Uh, uh a significantly increase in probability of recession compared to our last update. When we did our last update in August, it was only 65%. So what drove this increase in probability? Three factors. One, housing. We saw a, a sharp fall in housing permits as sales fall and uh, um, construction. Companies decided to hold off on building more houses. Second, tightening financial conditions. The two-year, 10 year spreads has widened. Also, we see widening and high yield spreads. Also, the third factor is just that households now have a poorer outlook about the future. And whenever they do that, that they will start to increase their savings um, to, to plan for rainy days, pulling back spending in, in today, uh, today. Anna, where are you and the team on the depth of said recession? Because what we often hear on shows like this one is short and shallow. Short in duration, shallow in depth. What are you guys saying? Well, I, our baseline is still short and shallow just because we do see a lot of buffers still. And, um, and for example, I, I told you before, the state and local government have a lot of cash. We're estimating up to possibly $780 billion. But then I, I do think that there's a risk that they could, this could be a um, deep one too, uh, just because that the number one single best predictor of how deep a recession is is um, how long um, the, is the duration of the recession, and usually when the Fed. 
uh, fails to to cut rates early on, if the Fed does, um, you know, hold the rates higher for longer and decide not to cut in 2023 despite a recession, that could extend the length of the recession. And if that's the case, then it's possible that this recession, this recession, judging by the cumulative decline in GDP, could be rather deep. Anna, thank you. Anna Wong of Bloomberg Economics. That note yesterday got a ton of attention. Equities right now up 2% on the S&P. The Nasdaq right now up 2.27%. A lot of Fed speak coming up a little bit later. You get it from Bostic, from Kashgari. Mike McKee's got to break that down. Morning, Mike. Morning, John. Well, the problem for the markets is for years, the Fed said we're not going to raise rates until inflation goes over 2%. Right now, they're saying we're not going to cut rates until inflation starts to come down. But that's not a measure. How long is that going to take and how far are they going to do? The markets are flying blind. Now, we know that policy works with a lag. You can see there that every time the Fed raises rates, inflation took a while to start coming back down. And it wasn't until we had a recession that that happened. So is that what we're going to have to see this time? We do have a busy week of Fed speak. A lot of people on the calendar but here's the problem with the calendar. A lot of those are introductory remarks, welcoming remarks, things like that. There's only a few people who are speaking actually about the economy going forward, including Kashkari today, as you mentioned, Charlie Evans Wednesday, Patrick Harker on Thursday. We do get the Beige Book on Wednesday, but what's the thing those three have in common? None of them are voters this year. So the markets are going to have to go into the blackout period not really knowing what the Fed is thinking about a terminal rate. They figure 75 for this meeting, but not a terminal rate. And here's what the market is reflecting there, that now we go up to 4.9%, basically 5% for a terminal rate, but two-year forwards don't come down. They really stay up high because nobody really knows where this is all going. Mike McKay, one final question. President Boster, he does speak today, contributing to the ongoing Fed ethics scandal of the last year or so. Mike, what have we learned about his personal situation, that particular situation, and what it means for the overall story for the Fed chair? Well, basically, he uh, assigned his trading to a third party who did not pay attention to the blackout rules and traded during those periods. He also miscalculated what his earnings were on his uh, reporting forms. And so he had to admit that and correct all those. It doesn't seem like a huge issue because he didn't know these trades were being made during the blackout. But it does add to the sense of what's going on at the Fed, which can't be good for their credibility. But the optics, not good at all over the last year for this Fed, that's for sure. Mike, thank you, buddy. Looking forward to the Fed speak, and I think many of you are looking forward to the quiet period as well that starts later this weekend. Let's get you to sector price action with a big move higher underway on the S&P up by 1.8%. Here's Abby. Indeed, John. We do have the S&P 500 up about 2%, up nearly 5% over the last two days, the best two days that we have had uh, going back to October 4th, leading the way some of those growth sectors, including materials, discretionary, tech industrials. On bottom, interestingly, energy is higher, but it's underperforming as oil's down. Now, over the last five days, it's a big risk on time, especially for financials leading the way up 6.5%, really showing you that investors are pleased uh, with earnings, communication services, tech, discretionary, basically your mega caps, they are doing great. Yields down, we have all these big stocks up. 
Abby, awesome, thank you. What a run. The Nasdaq too, the Nasdaq up by more than two percentage points. Monday, Tuesday, will these gains stick? Up next, your trading diary, live from New York. This is Bloomberg. Twenty-five minutes into the session, stocks up, yields down, equities advanced by 1.6% on the S&P, up 1.8% on the Nasdaq. Your bond market taking shape, looks like this, twos, tens and thirties, yields lower by three or four basis points on a ten-year, 397 on a two-year, down by three or four basis points to about 440 after breaching 450 in last week's session. That's the story in the market, the price action. Here's your trading diary. President Biden speaking at noon Eastern, followed by Fed speak from President Kashkari and Bostic. Netflix reporting results after the closing bow. The Fed's beige book coming on Wednesday, plus more from Bullard and Evans and Tesla reporting after the closing bow. And finally, another round of jobless claims on Thursday morning. Stock market up then by 1.8% on the S&P and the Nasdaq up by 1.96. Tom Keane asked me to quote the Dow for you. I'll do just that by 1.6%. From New York City, I'll be out the next couple of days. I'll see you Monday. Thank you for choosing Bloomberg TV. This was the countdown to the open. This is Bloomberg. Audio Jumps. Amazon Business Honors Ricardo Gurgel, owner of Veggie Root Tavern. This week, Ricardo saved big and used Amazon Business to help his team buy commercial deep fryers at a quantity discount. Because even veggies can be fried. I'm going to need two orders of fried fiddleheads. With business buying easier than before, Ricardo now uses his extra time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Mmm, fiddleheads. Yum. Dale un toque de otoño a tu closet con JCPenney. Con hasta 40% de descuento en suéteres, jeans y accesorios para él y ella. Y espera, porque tenemos más estilos y opciones para ti. Encuentra jeans acampanados, el clásico pantalón negro, abrigos y blazers. Mezcla y combina nuestras versátiles marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, A&A y más. Compra con estilo. JCPenney. Oferta válida hasta el 25 de octubre en selección de estilos. Aplican exclusiones. Detalles en la tienda jcp.com. Hey everyone, I'm Braden Cruz, your host with Suna Marketing Solutions. My job is to figure out ways to get you attention. Abel Rodriguez with ARC Outdoorsman, where we are creating and maintaining your outdoor living. Chance Jones with Threaded Industries, where we are clothing brand built upon giving back. Stone Shoe, Stone Coat Downflow, Seamless Guttering, Got Flow. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Brews and Business Podcast. I'm Braden Cruz with Sooner Marketing, streaming live at the Blue Studio. As always, uh, well, actually, the last two times I haven't seen you, but welcome back to the Blue Studio. Abel Rodriguez with ARC Outdoorsman. What's up, man? What's up, man? Kind of missed you guys. I know. Been a while. We all missed you too. Uh, Chance Jones with Threaded Industries. What's up? 
How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And we have a very spe- uh, special guest. Uh, his name is Mason Thatcher. And today we're going to be talking about this crazy $100 story. What's going on, Mason? How are you? What's up, my man? How are you doing? Uh, Excited to be here. Doing good. It's a it's a Friday. And so going into the weekend, hopefully going camping and stuff tomorrow and spending a little time with the family and stuff will be nice. But still got a few work things to do, as always. But It's right, that, that Friday afternoon crunch. Yeah. Yeah, right. Lock it up, make it happen. It's like six, seven o'clock comes around. It's like, come on, hurry, finish it up. Gets it done. Yeah, it's good. So, uh, so you got this really cool when you and me met at uh, Nordagios. You had this really cool hundred dollar story, and it was it was really inspiring. And I know it's probably not the only story we'll talk about today, but you got to tell these guys. About that hundred dollar story is that, is it or do, or is there something else that you want to kick off with first? No, that, that's that's purple. We we kick it off with the heat right there. It's uh, a good one. I mean, just dive right can, in. Can that's I ask right. for a quick uh, prelude and just tell us what what it is that you do, how you got into it, and then lead into that story, please. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, real estate investor. So I invest in real estate, single family, uh, multifamily, owner apartment complex. Uh, also do real estate wholesale as well. Uh, kind of the whole package in there. The only thing I don't do is I'm not an agent and I don't do Airbnb. Those are two things I've refused to do, don't want to do, never going to do. I leave that to those professionals to knock those out. So seems a little crowded space anyways, doesn't it? You know, I got a lot of friends right now with Airbnbs and they're calling me like, hey, bro, do you want to buy this? I, I want to get rid of it. I want to get out. I want to get out of the single family space. Uh, economy's changing. Things are happening. So for me, not a good spot. Don't want to be there. And so I'd let those guys do those things and I'll buy their properties at a discounted rate if they want to sell it to me. There you so go. if you're listening, there you go. I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So been, been in real estate off and on for a while. And that's where that, that $100 story comes from, right? And so I'll kind of explain what happened. You know, back early on in the, the early 2000s, I was in college and I, I bought my first, my first deal, my first house. And it, that, this is a crazy story in itself in that house that I bought. So I'm renting a, a home from a guy and he comes up and he goes, Hey, I think I'm about to kick you out. Um, what I need to do is I need to sell this house. I need to come up $14,000 to get out of a legal situation. That oh, I'm shoot. So I'm like, Oh man, this guy, crap. I don't want to move. How do I get, how do I, how do I not move? Yeah. So it's like, listen, man, I do not want to move. I'm not leaving. I want to continue to rent here. What can I do to help you? He said, unless you know somebody who wants to buy this house across town and give me $14,000 for it, there's nothing I can do. You got to go. So I was like, let me see it. So I went over there and took a look at that property. And I'm like, dude, I want it. 14 grand. I'm all in. Let me do this deal. This is a great deal for me. So what I do is I go back to my school in college and I'm like, hey, I need to get more student loans. So I hustle them into giving me a letter saying that they're going to give me an additional $14,000. So I go back to the guy. I'm like, Hey, let me put a contract on your property. I got an extra $14,000 coming. He asked for proof of funds. I show him proof of funds from Northeastern state university. I'm like, Hey, here's proof of funds that I'm going to be buying this house. He said, perfect. And so I put it on contract. I put it out for 45 days. Cause that's how long it's going to take to get my loan. Right. During that time, I'm telling another buddy of mine about it. And his dad's there. His dad's like, Oh, so you have a house here in, in Tahlequah and you're only paying 14 grand for it? I may be a player. Let me buy it. So I said, great, let me take you by it. So we go buy it. He's like, hey, listen, I don't think you're getting it for 14, but let me give you a deal. 
I'll give you double the money for it. I was like, what? Mm. He goes, I'll give you double the money for it. If you buy it, I'll give you double the money. <sighs> I was like, this is amazing, man. I'm about to make 14 grand. I mean, listen, I was working at Reese's, sacking groceries, bro. So like 14 grand was a lot of money. It's right. a big deal. You're like gold. I'm like, done. We're making <laughs> yeah. it happen. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got started into it. And after that, I, I made that $14,000 from him. I did, a, I did a contract. I called the title company. And I told them, I said, hey, listen, what's happening is I'm buying this property. Somebody else is buying it from me. And they said, oh, well, we do a thing called assignments. We can just assign that contract over to that person. So I never had to buy it. So I was able to cancel the student loans, do an assignment agreement, close on that deal. And I was able to get a $14,000 assignment. After that, I was hooked. I was like, all right, we're doing real estate. Like, I don't care. I'm I'm quitting college. This is what we're doing. So I, I didn't quit college, but I'm going through it. And I started building a really strong portfolio. I graduated from college. I started working for a tech company, small tech company. They were paying me stupid money, could not leave that job. And they were giving me all the freedom in the world. I was a, senior, or a senior sales manager working with that tech company, building up good professionals. And on the side, I was building just a strong portfolio. Now, as things happened, 2007 financial crisis happened. We've all heard about that. We know that that's been a little bit of a challenge for a lot of folks during that time. So as that happened, I started to get into a situation as well with banks. I was doing the right thing, but I was over leveraged. I was buying you know, a house on a golf course. I was, you know, had expensive cars, started buying Rolexes, started doing the things that kids do right now on the yeah. gram to flex. Like, oh, I got a $40,000 Rolex. Stupid. And I still had a day job during that time because I was like, I, I, was, I was scared of of uh, security. So even though I was making a good monthly and I had a good portfolio and had a lot of money in the bank, I liked the security of doing, and I loved the tech company I worked for. It was perfect. So the bank started calling the balances due. And as when they call balance due, what they say is they say, due to a technicality, this where we need you to refinance this loan either with us or with a different bank. Right. And they would find different types of ways. So I was doing a thing called subject to, subject to the bank, which is very popular now, not so popular then, is a whole long process of how you do it. But basically, you can buy somebody's property from them without it ever being on your own loan or on your name. It's on them. But you have to go through the right process. If not, the bank can can call it due, the balance due. So I had a lot of those come due. And what happened to me is, even though having a, a very large amount in the bank and having a great portfolio, I had to start selling properties because banks during that time, it wasn't that you were going to lose property because of rentals. But if they called the balance, it was really hard to get a loan. It was hard to refinance those deals. So I wasn't able to refinance. And so I was having to call other investors to dig me out of a hole. And as that was happening, I was having to use the money I had in the bank to pay off the differences of these loans because of that. Sad story. It all comes down. I'm losing literally everything. I have this house in Midtown Tulsa that is a, a shit turd that I didn't want, that I had my my like best friend living in. And to me at the time, I, had, uh, I wanted a place where I could just go and kick it and relax. So I had one room that was an office that was away from everybody and it was in a house and he worked during the day. So it was like my one like true getaway. So I lost everything except for that house and a $100 bill at $100 to my name. And I had a girlfriend at the time. She's now my wife. Um, 
we go we go to Walmart and I give her the hundred bucks. And so before all this, in my childhood, I'd been homeless for a, a long time, a number of years, just because of my parents' bad decisions and things like that. So I knew what to buy. I knew what we were going to grab to eat. We we're doing, you know, potatoes. We were doing beans. We were doing rice. We weren't buying hostess cakes. We were able to take the hundred bucks and stretch that hundred dollars. So we get to Walmart. We're going through there. It's a whole pride issue for me. I'm emotional during it. I'm embarrassed. Um, you know, my girlfriend, which is now again, my wife had just lost her job at um, some like energy company doing marketing or I say energy. It's like a, like a, a mixed drink company. Um, she had lost her job too. So she had no income. So we had the hundred bucks. We get up to the lady, the register and it's time for us to pay. And she lost the hundred dollars. My mm. girlfriend lost the hundred dollars. Oh man. Yeah, I'll drink to that one. In a panic. I'm like, holy shit. Like the money we had, it's gone. So I look at the lady, I said, okay, here's the deal. Um, we had the money, we lost it. Can you check and see if anyone turned it in? And she's like, honey, this is Walmart. Nobody's turning in any money. What are you talking about? Especially hundred dollars. Right. And I was like, okay, great. And in that type of economy as well. Oh yeah. I mean, everyone's on food stamps and you know, I couldn't get on food stamps. I couldn't get any assistance because I'd made so much money prior right. that there's just no way. I mean, I was just stuck. And so I said, listen, give me the intercom. Let me, let me tell my story. Let me tell you where I'm from. Someone's going to give me that money. Someone's going to pay for my groceries. This is going to happen for me. And she's like, no, I can't do that. And a lady walked by and she heard me say that. And she goes, this lady left her phone number. And she said, she, somebody lost money and they called it. She would give it to them. So I called the number. She goes, this is grace. I was like, by the grace of God, you, you found my hundred dollars. I lost a hundred bucks. Now, I don't know. To this day, if that's what she found, she could have found five, a 10, a 20. But I started like, I didn't even give her a chance to tell me that she found a hundred or she found 10 bucks or 30 bucks or 50. I just started telling her about my life. I said, I can't find a job right now. I was an entrepreneur. My whole life is crushed. I'm like giving this lady the gamut of how bad I feel like myself. I'm a loser. I, I, I have generational curses that are the same stuff's happening to me that happened <laughs> to my family. This is bullshit. And I'm freaking out, right? Like in a panic mode. Yeah. So she brings me the hundred bucks and that's when my life changed. Like that moment. I was like, either it's time for me to buckle up and make this happen again and lower my standards and go take a corporate job again and, and start fighting for myself and being all about me again, or I can sit here and cry in the pity. So now what I do is I'll close a big deal. So I closed this apartment complex that we bought the first one and it was amazing, man, it was huge. We got a great deal on it. I mean, equity out the wazoo and it was like the perfect deal. And I literally held this deal together from the front to the back, even though I had partners on it. And I was like pounding my chest. I'm like, dude, you're the man, look at you. And when situations like that happen, dude, I grab my wallet and I pull out that hundred bucks. And I say, man, at one point in your life, all you were worth was a hundred dollars. That's it. That's it. And you lost it. Yeah. Ha- dude, have some class. Yeah. Be humble. It's okay. 
you're better than that. You've won before. It's okay. You're winning again. And then when the times are bad, you lose a deal. Contractor rips you off. Bank says no. Partners say no. You didn't get the deal. You closed. Things didn't happen. And you feel like shit. Like, dude, I hate myself. Man, I suck. Like, dude, this is brutal. Why am I going through this? I pull out that same hunter box. I'm like, dude, at one point. That was it. That's all you had, dude. Look it. where you're at. You're in one of the nicest neighborhoods in, in Tulsa. You, you you have a bank account better than most bank accounts. You have properties. You have life. You have a family. You have kids. You Things are good, dude. Like, who cares? How many of these hundreds that you have right now that you lost last week Yeah, right. taking people to lunch or whatever, it's not a big deal. And so it keeps me humble. And that that's my $100 store. I mean, that's like, kind of like. It's so powerful. I mean, when he told me that, I was just as engaged so as this as the second time hearing it around. And it's, you know, we've talked about before being um, grateful or authentic or, you know, the whole point of this podcast and kind of sharing stories is, is to try to put, try to put things in perspective, right? Just because you have the Rolex the Lamborghini, the Ferrari, the Porsche, whatever it is in the, you know, $10 million house or whatever, doesn't mean that you're, I don't know, you, you quickly, you can quickly lose it. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, hundred percent. Um, just as quick as you got it is as quick as you can lose it. I'll tell you this. I've seen more guys go to zero. But I've seen guys go to a million and a million, a million is relatively easy. I mean, a million dollars today, yeah, that's nothing. I mean, that's a little bit of work. That's nothing. I mean, it's a touch of work. <laughs> it's a couple uh, phone calls. It's, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean it's, depending it's, on the size of the deals and the frequency of it all, but it's, yeah. It's more, yeah. Th- it's more than that, but it's it's not what it used to be. And I've seen more guys go to zero who've had more than that than guys make it to a million. And that's the crazy thing. So what do you think separates the difference between the guys who go, you know, that slow growth to... Um, a million, right? Versus what you see difference with the guys that lose it. You know, what, what there's not going to be indicating things that, that happens to them per se, but in my perspective, the guys who make it to that million, which like you said, it's really not that hard nowadays. You were that guy. You had that feeling of where you weren't going to give up. And in my perspective, that's the difference between the guys who do lose it, you know, in the aspect of even in a situation where you were in your eyes, you saw yourself worth a hundred dollars. You had in your mind that potential to be a millionaire again, you know, or to get to that point again. Um, and I just want your perspective on that more or less that same theory. Yeah. So for me, I think the people who, who, lose it and get back, get it back quickly or do get it back at some point are the ones who understand the lesson in it. Everybody has a hundred dollar story. All three of you have one. You, you may not know what it is yet. It may make time. It may take time to figure it out, but everybody has a time where dude, they were winning and they did not see the blind side. Mm-hmm. They didn't see getting smoked in the face. Mm-hmm. They didn't see getting choked out. But once you got choked out, what did you do? You panic because everyone panics. That's a natural we're, response we're anyways, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and then you have to see the beauty in it. Like, why did it happen? And for me, 
it was great that it happened. Like I said earlier, I was homeless as a kid. So like I was there and I, I was from a very, you know, excited thing telling people, oh, look what I'm doing. I'm grinding. I was bragging about the amount of hours I was putting in a day. That sounds terrible. It's like, bro, I'm just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's horrible. And I see dude, I see dudes now and I'm like, dude, that is not a flex. No. Yeah. Like I got this guy right now. No. He's in the same industry. He's like, well, dude, I put in 16 hours a day, bro. We're thug and we're making it happen. We're getting paid. I'm like, dude, that, I don't want to invest with you. Yeah. Invest with you means I can put 16 hours in a day. Right. Pass. You sound, uh, you sound uh, inefficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like give, give me, give me the, you know, two, three hour a week, you know, two, three hour a day thing. I'm good with that. Yeah. And let and please let that be like lunch, uh, in in like an hour yeah. and a half a day. The other half of like hour and a half actually being doing business, you know. Like I'll, then then I'm down. Then I'm okay with it. So yeah, I would I would just say for me, it's the people who do lose are usually the people who who go fast in the beginning. That's usually that's the exciting thing because you go so fast, you don't know what to do. It's hard to make. Um, long decisions, you're looking at short-sightedness, you get over-leveraged, right? So people that do move fast are the ones that come down the fastest. But there are guys and women who will find that $100 story in their life in that moment, and it's the defining moment for them to make a major change. I I like that a lot. <laughs> we were talking about the, the going sober earlier right that was all and the changes doesn't have don't have to last forever right that's right but there was a there's a time that i felt i needed to make a change so i've been friends with these guys for quite a while and i know they've also been in a similar position here recently where they saw there was a time for a change you know and uh it, it just makes me think of how just just the way we as business owners switch whenever we're in that panic mode the reason we we almost like the pain you know you it, it doesn't ever get better <laughs> yeah. but you're almost like i can get out of this watch whenever i get out of this I, i'm gonna forget about this there's gonna be bigger problems to solve and you almost like that that itch that pain to each one of these very small victories that f technically we're having in the grand scheme of things but to us, those are those are those big wins, those mountains we're climbing, you know, every week, every day, every month, whatever it is. For some reason, over the last three months, I've been imagining myself as a rubber band. The stretch hurts. You're pulling it back. You're pulling it back, and keep going. You're like, okay, how much far? Can, how much further can I pull this back? Ouch! 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 Right. And then eventually you're going to let go and you're going to jump forward. And then you're going to keep having to pull that rubber band every so often. And you may have small increments, but like in the grand scheme of things, I, I imagine myself as a rubber band. <laughs> that I sounds like that. so funny to say though. Right. But no, dude, I love it. that stretch is pain is painful, but like, hopefully I'm expecting to launch forward somehow, some way when things got to change and you're under pressure. Right. Everyone's a clutch player. Everyone is. Everyone is. Either clutch, right? As a clutch player, you're either going to do good or you're going to buckle and you're going to do something else. I tell people in my life all the time, you got to get it or get it. Either get it or get out of here. You got to get it or get it. That's it. That's all we have. And the rubber band analogy is like the perfect one because you do have to stretch. 
You got to put in the reps. You got to pull back as far as you can, almost before that thing breaks. And then you let it go. And that's how you launch yourself. Or get out. <laughs> or, 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 or it snaps out. and you're out. Or yeah. it snaps or, your face and you're out and it's done. It's yeah. over. So, yeah. Man, that, it's almost hard to top that story. It's almost hard to even think about anything else to talk about. You're just, you know, I'm, I'm mesmerized when I keep telling you this before the podcast. I don't mean this as you're old, but you're our elder, right? You have that story and you've been able to, your mind is a lot sharper than ours. Well, that goes to show just like what, what in five to 10 years with anybody that you meet, it doesn't have to be like what that kind of experience, that time, how fast things can move Mm -hmm. and the kind of different experiences that you can have. Right. We we were literally just talking about 10 year periods before in the car ride over here. 10 year periods. And I, I look back on 10 years and I'm just like, I haven't done anything. I mean, I have, I've, I've, I've accomplished more in 26 years than a lot of people do in their entire lives. And I understand that. And I don't want to sound ungrateful or, or not humble, but I'm just like, I haven't done anything for the last 10 years and I feel stagnant. And then I just, it's on fire. Now I'm just like, I want to go out and go and go and go and go. And like you said, get it or get it. Yeah, that's it. You know, I, I would definitely say that you have. I would, I would, I would go down and say five years. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in really, in retrospect, of where you're at, I would say even less than that. Yep, honestly, be- yeah. Be- because you, you're an entrepreneur and you have a business, so you got to think, what have I done in the last six months, right? right? Because what happens is we put the we put these five, ten, fifteen, twenty year goals. Well, dude, if you do a five-year goal and you miss it, dude, you missed it by a mile. Exactly. By a 100%. mile. 100%. You didn't, you didn't miss it by a couple. You, you, didn't hit, you didn't hit the goalpost. You missed it by a mile. So, that, so that's, that's the challenge. You got like, we got to think in smaller increments. And instead that, of thinking that increment of time of a year, maybe think of a, of a month or right. a couple of weeks and yeah. then set the goals for two weeks. Because once you make that first step, then it's easier to see your second step. And your third step and fourth and then momentum starts to build and then you don't have to scope out five years because what you thought would take five years only took a year and a half right the old saying is you give someone third you give a kid 30 days to clean up the room it's going to take 29 gonna, and a half that's right yeah you, you give them a day it's going to get on a day exactly so everything every t- every goal that i have and so i write down a to-do list literally every morning on a piece of paper like this of what i have to do now people are like, oh, let me put that in your schedule. And, and that's fine. If you gotta, yeah. if you gotta use your outlook or whatever to, to keep your life together, I'm okay with that. Mine's in the car. I'll, I'll, okay. 15 minutes. I gotta be here. Yep. Right. And, that, and that's how I do. And I do, I obviously use my outlook too, but yeah. I'm sure you actually have, you know, I got a meeting at, oh, okay. It's just been six 30 on Tuesday or, right. or whatever. But I use that as a working document for me to be able to get through each day. And at the end of the day, I'd write down, I'd write down stuff like, dude, you killed this. You smashed this. You did okay with this. Do I have something left over? I have something left over. I I can't go to bed till it's done. I got to knock it out. It's got to be done. And then I'll write down my to-do list for the next day. So mentally, once I'm already prepared, prepared as soon as you wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So to, to, to me, time sensitive goals are the only way that I can live my life. Uh, because I don't want, I don't want to fail like I did last time. So do you think, uh, I agree with you hundred percent because we've talked about the whole yeah. to-do list and how we manage our time essentially is what we're doing. Right. Um, 
And it's funny because you have your own way of doing things, but again, it goes down to putting it on paper and sticking to it. And, and you, you can literally build your life if you just put it down on paper. Right. That's right. But do you think, or, or how do you think you should work in conjunction with, so, so we're, I'm going to kind of jump back to what we were talking about 10 years earlier. Right. And then you come to, to the, the conversation you talked about five-year goals or, or five-year vision or whatever. Right. And it's funny because I was thinking in the car, I was telling him how I'm getting a bunch of a, uh, a bunch of memories on Facebook of a car I used to have because I'm riding around in his car and it's like, Oh man, I miss it so much. And if you look at it, it was all five years ago. All of those are five year ago, five years ago memories. And then I start to think to myself, everyone says it and you don't necessarily really understand what they're saying, but your life is, and, and your choices you ha get to make today, you get to, we, you know, we're, very fortunate to be able to do these, to have these choices are a direct correlation to the choices you made three to five years ago. And I started to think to myself, it's like, man, I miss that car. I miss that feeling it gave me. And frankly, life has changed the seasons. I'm in a different season of life. Um, but it, it just makes me think about when I was in that mindset, I wanted a business so bad. I just wanted a business and I wanted a successful business. Do whatever um, you could to make it happen. Right. And I had started multiple other businesses or, and tried to work way. And then I'm like sitting here, I'm like, man, as much as I miss that car, if I wouldn't have sold that car. I'm not sure I would be here right now. And then I think about it. I'm like five more years and I'll have something even more fun. You know, like the season would change by that point to where then life will be hopefully ideally better. And my kids will be older, so it'll be easier and more practical to have fun so you, with my wife in it. Dude, that, that's beautiful. And so you and I have learned a similar lesson you know, here recently. So I bought a 69 Chevelle nice. off of uh, one of the running backs from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Nice. Um, he's now, I think, with the Seahawks. So I met him up, and, you know, it's 2020. It's COVID. I'm like, bro, I need a toy. Like, give me something. So I The roads the are empty. I have to do something. That's right, man. So, so it I was, bought. It I, was nice. Oh, my God. It was amazing. I buy, I buy this Chevelle. Like, it's beautiful, dude. It's legit. It's pretty close to being done. I'm working on it. I'm spending time with my own brother. And, man, I love this car. I'm getting looks I haven't seen in a while. You know, like, people coming up to me. I got pulled over the first day I had it. Of course, I wasn't speeding. Um, and so Allegedly. that's what they all say. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? You've got experience with this, don't you, James? Not at all. No, no, I was like, never I was like, convictions. I was like, you sure? I was speeding. And what's crazy is like, I didn't have the right tag on it. And the guy, the cop was super cool. He's like, oh man, I get it. It's an old car. I see what you're saying. He's like, yeah, I trust you. I'm like, all right, no insurance. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. So it was very great. Jinx Police, thank you. I appreciate you very much. Um, so Shout out. The, 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 less, the lesson I learned is every weekend I had this car, I wasn't spending with my kids. And, dude, I was in this thing every weekend. I'm either driving it or I'm tinkering with it. I'm like, oh, man, it's missing this. Let me do that. Oh, let me do this upgrade. Oh, man, this is great. Hey, let me, let me adjust the carburetor. And I'm spending the time with this. Now, I am spending time with family. Cause I have my own brother, my older brother. And so we're having right. a good time with it. But I had this dream and in this dream, the car catches on fire. 
and it burns down the whole house and everything in it, everything. And I wake up from this dream and I'm like, man, what is going on? What is that? And it was like the most vivid thing. I, I mean, I still remember the smell, the way the car looked and it killed me. And I'm like, clearly the car's not gonna catch on fire. But what this car is gonna do is cost me everything at this point in my life, at this stage of my life, at this season in my life, it's costing me everything. I'm not spending the amount of time I show with my daughters and, and that's a big thing for me. I'm not spending enough time with my wife and that's a big thing for me. Something goes out and I'm pissed off at the car. And so I come home and I'm like, man, I'm driving a thing. You know, we just did this and now it's broken. So now I gotta, I gotta spend tonight fixing it. And so what I did was that day, I was like, I'm selling it. I'm selling the car, I'm getting rid of it. I'm over it, I'm done with it. I'm not gonna let this car cost me everything I work for, right? Because if I go to zero tomorrow, guess who's gonna be there? My family, mm -hmm. no one else. No business partners, no friends, no people that are around that want me to pay, take them out to dinner or take them on vacation or whatever. It's going to be my family. So they sold the car. The profit I made from the car, I brought it back and gave it to my wife and said, split it up and stick it in my daughter's accounts. And she's like, why, why are we doing that? I was like, that's, it cost them me. So I'm going to, to take all the money I made from this deal and I'm going to give it to them. It's their money. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I've been riding for the last 10 years and I just sold my bike a few months ago and it's like killing me, but I know it's for a reason. I didn't have to. Yeah. It was a decision. I owned, I've owned it for the last two, three years. There's no payments. It's like insurance is like $30 a month on it. It's not a big deal, right? It's not a money sucker. It also doesn't necessarily take me away from my family. It's not like I go and ride on the weekends and choose to do that instead of hanging out with my boys or do whatever. But I've, I've wondered if like things happen like that for a reason, like maybe it's keeping me alive. It's maybe I could have been a wreck. Don't say the, that because I'm trying to buy a bike right now. Maybe. Oh. You're in a different season. You got no yeah. kids, bro. Go Dude, for it. Different seasons. Live it up. I want another one. Yeah, I want yeah as soon as I sold mine, I wanted another one. Well, well he, no, so, so let me let me be transparent. Am, am I going to get another car? Probably supercar. Probably pretty probably. soon. Yeah, you said <laughs> you do high-end auto loans. So, yes, yeah, you, right. at some point you will. I probably have a supercar soon. Um, let me but, know what you want. I got people in places. Good. Let's connect. Seriously. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> For real. So, um, 100%. but for me, it, you know, and, and you'll probably have a bike too soon, but I mean, you're in the middle of your, you're, I mean, you're building a business, you're doing things that your peace matters more than your fun right now. Yeah. And that's the thing is we're so quick to, because of, you know, Uber eats and oh, all that stuff. Say that again. Your peace matters more than your fun that's at right. this point in time in the season that you're in in your life. That's right. Right. And so like whenever your peace is disturbed, you don't care about how much fun you're having. That's right. Like you need the consistency, the safety, the security, the blanket, right? You need the peace and you need, nothing needs to upset that. And once you have the peace, then you're okay with like going out and figuring out what fun toys or whatever you can that's explore right. and travel and. Right. Ah, oh, man, that's cool. I mean, just I just clicked. I, I like I, highlighting stuff like that. that. When it's people awesome. like make little things like, let's say that I'm like, oh, perfect. Cause what I'll tell you is th there's a lot of people I know that have toys, but they're not happy. Right. I mean, I got a buddy of mine that has the prettiest Lamborghini you've ever seen. And you know, he's unhappy. 
He called me today and was like, hey, bro, can you come drive this car around? I was like, why? He's like, I'm not getting enjoyment out. I need someone to get enjoyment out of it. And I'm like, no, it's yours. You bought it. That's a decision you want to make. You need to find a way to be happy. And so for me, peace is more important than money. Because there was a time where I had money and no peace. Right. And there was a time when I had no money and no peace, and that sucked more than anything. That was that was living in the shit you were talking about earlier. That's, that's right. right. The I middle mean, state. Dude, that, that's having $100 going to the grocery store and losing it and then getting it. And then and then shortly after that, my, my wife had to sell, which my girlfriend at the time, had to sell the rims on her, her car for us to live another week. Oh, yeah. Like that's to me, that's crazy. Right. And, and so for me, I need, I need peace more than I need toys. And so that's what you're at right now. And you have a toy, you have something new and shiny. You have this business that you're running, that you're getting up and going and you're trying to make the right connections with the right people. You know, you guys, me being somewhat of an elder and I made jokes earlier about me being old, which you're not. Which I'm not. I appreciate it. <laughs> Don't you dare put that juju on me. But the, the the thing that the thing that I wish I had more of back when I was in your age range would have been people who had been doing better than me for longer than me, or people who had failed harder than I had, and I wouldn't have failed as miserably as I did. So I'm a big believer in like coaches, and I'm not talking like a life coach that's going to hold you accountable. Like, hey, tell me I'm I look good. Like, yeah, yeah. tell me I'm going to be, you know, this, I'm going to go to the gym five days this week. Like ask me on Wednesday if I've went already. Right. Like that's not what I need. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, th- so that's, a, that's the thing is so like, I, I do a little, I do a little coaching now with people and I don't call it coaching. I just call it like, you know, mentoring. That's right. And so when, you know, when I took on that, my very first client, he was like, oh man, you're way different than everybody else. I'm like, why? He's like, well, we set a schedule what I was going to do. But then when we talked this time, you didn't ask me if I did that on Tuesday. I'm like, dude, I'm not your mother. You not your babysitter. If you didn't do it, guess what? We're, we're moving from step one to step two. Yeah. You, you can't accomplish step two. I'm going to know right now today that you didn't do it because the next out. step is here. It's easy. And then I'm done with you. Because see, it's like, I don't need your money. Right. I'm actually trying to mentor you to do well. And so I think we all need people in our life who actually care about us. Yep. And when you have... I'm a life coach, a mentor, someone like that fire you because you did you didn't hold your own <laughs> self accountable. Yeah. That's when you know, like, oh shit. Maybe I, I should maybe do a little self checking here. I should do something first. Yeah. Right. And so obviously Instagram and Facebook and all social has got people who have never done a deal telling you how to do a deal and all different aspects of life. They're like, hey, I'll do the deal for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just pay yeah. me one thousand dollars real quick. Yeah, yeah like all the FBA stuff. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, give me fifty K and I'll get your business going. And so it's like, great, how much do I make? Oh, you may you may make up to ten thousand dollars a month. Mm. And then it takes you five years to get there and then it's not <laughs> as great. And they don't and they don't have a store. Right. So I'm a big believer in in having the right people around you who can help you, even if they're not in your industry, to teach you the things that you may not know. So I think that's that's a great point you bring up because here lately, Brett and I have started to build a pretty good relationship. This guy started coming around a little bit more too, and it's been fun because (laughs) you've missed the last two weeks. Okay, I mean because of family. I mean in the last six months to a year, you're good. Um, I'm just playing, just giving you a hard time. Hey man, it's cool. 
Family it's, stuff it's, matters. That's okay. Dude, family matters. And there might be peace, right? There so you go. I anyways. can always appreciate it about him. He's a real big family guy. When it comes dude, to work family or his own family. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's dude, I love that. That's family. Good. It's my people. Um, but like I said, going back to that is I feel like as well, what I've started to notice between us is we have started to, and you brought that up again as you're the our elder and here lately, it seems we are trying to do that more, you know, and it's, it's interesting because you meet different people and you, frankly, you meet people you don't necessarily click with. And that's okay because we were talking about that too, before we went, we went live, but, um, the reality of you get connected with the right people and the right people care about you, even if they're not in your industry. Raiden and I have crazily gotten connected on on business and on life here recently, and our industries don't collide like at all. You know, it, it's completely different industries, but when it comes down to it, it's the same want for each other of, hey, we want to succeed, you know, and it's different stages of our lives, different stages of our businesses um, and completely different industries as well. But when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, we all check up on each other, you know, and, and it's nice to be able to feed back off of somebody because you came in, you know, again, with sometimes you got to live in the shit, you know, and it's great to have someone that's going to just and, and tell you that, that, Hey man, you're just, we're just in that season right now. You'll be all right. You'll get past it because as young guys, as you said in the beginning, you start to think about, you start thinking down on yourself whenever things don't, don't work out the way you want them to. But again, that's just part of the season. You know, th- something's going to change at some point because you have that, that full hearted belief that at some point something will change, whatever it is, you know, and, and I just, I like that you made the point of you got to associate with people bigger, better than you and both the failures and the wins. Um, my mom used to always say right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Plastics can be your hard to recycle plastics can be so much more participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today what is it show me your friends and i'll show you who you are and i yeah, hated tell that. me who you're with and i'll tell you who yes you are. yes and i hated that i was like you don't know this again i'm sure we all said that right as That's teenagers funny. your mom's smart right right <laughs> well now that i'm older i'm like She's on the money right there. If you hang out the right people, those big problems aren't that big. You know, the right people will help you guide you through those. So that's a, I think that's a great point to put out. It's it's just look at who you're associating with. And even though somebody's bigger than you, in your mind, they could be dealing with very similar issues or something else that you've already gone through and what you feel is a smaller scale. Chance, were you here on the episode with Ashley? Yeah. And Stone. You remember when we were talking about finding a mentor? Yes. And trying to figure out how to do that? Did you feel like that you got to a conclusion on that answer? Kind of. 
Um, because like going to, going to networking events and handing out what, what are the most common networking events are, Hey, do you have any leads for me? Hey, how many leads did you bring mm-hmm. to the networking? Hey, how many referrals did you get? Hey, did you just, did you stuff your business card here? Did you, how many business cards did you bring and stuff out? Like put it here, put them there. But like networking, like, and I've said this time and time again, mingling, creating relationships with people. Like I met Sebastian through a speed networking deal. Have you ever done that? No, no, no. Okay. It's kind of cool. So like, so like, let's say you move from one seat to the next and so on and so forth. You guys stay where you're at. Right. Um, I once did speed dating. So I loved it. it. So it's basically speed dating, but for business. And so you've got like 60 seconds or two minutes or something like that. And so, um, Sebastian was the only guy that like the only person guy or girl, whatever that I actually was like, Oh cool. Like we, we connected, like we could like do business or make a friendship or whatever out of it. Um, but uh, that was worth it. So long as I go to an event that's similar to that and I can create a connection with somebody and carry on a relationship, then cool. It was worth it. Outside of that, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to pass out my business card everywhere because it's going to wind up in a pile or in the trash can. And bringing leads and referrals, if I got to bring 10 leads or 10 referrals to someone, to a, to a, it almost feels like a second job. And we've talked about this with like BNI and stuff. More power too, like a lot of those groups that they work well together. And maybe it's just the way that I've worked them in the past and just my personal experience. And I'm always open to like trying stuff again, but... So where do you find, where do you find? And you, you'll probably pitch on this and I know you're itching. I can see it. He's like, I can't wait to pitch in on this one. I'm ready for it. I'm just waiting over here. So where do you find good people to make good relationships with, or where can you find somebody? And how do you go about that to like, Hey, I want to, I want to do, I want to do this. You know, I don't, I don't need you to like spoon feed it but I just need someone to talk to and be like, ah, I remember. Try this. So you asking me directly or are you asking Mason to answer first? Well, you and me were kind of on the same page okay. where we didn't get an answer, but I'll, I'll just ahead. start very simply in today's age. Uh, anything with social media, that would be the easiest way to find someone that you want to mentor. Because even if you don't have any access to anyone locally, you can just search on TikTok, search on YouTube, find somebody, you know, spend three hours instead of watching some crap on Netflix, spend three hours trying to find somebody that you enjoy to watch and listen to on YouTube or TikTok or Netflix or not Netflix, but, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. but find someone who you can genuinely interact with. Like you said, you only built one connection out of a speed dating round for business. Then you put more eggs into that basket. Find someone that you click with and then go after that. That would be my easiest way to suggest to everybody. But Mason, Dude, do you have any? I mean, I think, I think that's good. I have a, co- I have a couple things for you. So yes. well, talking about these, these events, I stopped going to them. The reason why I stopped going to them is I kept getting drowned Oh man, Mason, I heard you did this. Oh Mason, hey, you did this. Hey Mason, I want to do this. Hey Mason, I want to do this. And so I still liked going connecting because my whole goal is when I go somewhere to connect with three people. I just went to an event uh, two weeks ago, paid $1,000 to go to a dinner. And my goal is like- Was it good? I mean, it was rib crib. For $1,000? <laughs> 
Yeah, it was it was like you know just traditional I mean, barbecue. You know, no, maybe, but, maybe it was no, good. The, the barbecue was good, but yeah, it, you know, it was a donation thing. And my right, whole thing yeah. was like, all I gotta do is connect with three people. And I connected with six, nice. and it was great, and it went really well. And of the six, two are going to be solid for me, and unfortunately, the two others I'm going to be solid for them. I say unfortunately because I wanted three, and so I got two, and so but I get to help two people. So what I did was I, when I started going to these meetings, and this happened to me <laughs> this week, a guy wanted to meet me for breakfast, and I'm like, okay, great, I would love to meet for breakfast. He wanted to meet like ten thirty, nine thirty. I said, no, let's pick something different. I got other things. So we did six thirty in the morning. Because if you want to come meet me, you got to meet me at six thirty in the morning. You get Monday for first meeting. You either get Monday. You get Saturday morning, 6.30 in the morning. I need to know if you're real. I'm going to need breakfast no matter if you show up or not. <laughs> right? Right. That's, yeah, right. He didn't show up. And guess what? They never do. Hmm. And when you see them the next time, guess what? They did cower. They don't, even, they don't even look at you, bro. Yeah. Can't make that contact. They don't do it. So for me, it's hard to go to these events because it's more of like me draining. And that's when I started doing the, okay, I'll do it, but you have to do these things. So I started giving people homework and there's a lot of things I'm doing for people. So if you meet someone and they give you homework, that guy's probably the real deal. Right. So there's that. So I think that that's big. Um, I'm a big believer in meeting people through people. And I think that's the bigger thing. It's a, it's a better warm uh, introduction. Um, I met with a guy this week who's got like 2 million followers on Instagram, can't say his name over here, but he flew in to meet with me through another connection. And the whole time I was like, man, why is this guy sitting here talking to me? And I didn't have to pay him. So I was super pumped. Yeah. But it's not that I don't know if him and I align very well. Super nice guy. I don't know if we align very well. I don't know if he'll be in my in my ecosystem. Right. But it's very cool to have the a couple hours to spend with him. So through that, I met him through somebody else. And so I like doing that. Now, the challenge, I really do like the idea of Instagram, social media, TikTok. The challenge is how do you know if that person's real or not? It would kind of go back on the leap of faith. And then hopefully, you've, if you're going to watch someone for three hours, you have a little bit of knowledge like, okay, maybe this guy's kind of bullshit. And I've heard this from someone else. Or, you know, if it sounds more authentic and more genuine, you, you can kind of get a read on, read on people, you know? Yeah. You're so finding, finding a mentor. And I was, I was actually having this conversation like a year ago, finding a mentor or someone to have around you is a very hard thing. You're basically asking a full grown man to date you and to spend time with you. Yeah. His, his quality <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, you're like, yeah. you're like, yeah. yeah. Is this, or, cause one, you have, you have, he has to be smarter, he or she, let's say you find a female, they have to be smarter than you. Not in your business, just in the aspect of life, life. and business. In fact, I would say, you know, a lot of times you want them almost outside of your business because they see something different than you don't see. Right. Two, you have to vibe with them. You have to be okay spending a couple hours. Three, you have to be okay with them offending you. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. And that's the huge, like, they being get, vulnerable and, you know, and being accepting to constructive criticism and then knowing what to do with it. Cause it's not going to feel yeah. constructive when they call them like, dude, why are you doing that? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Why would you yeah, do that? Or not even constructive. Fair enough. Yeah. Because you need, cause at times honesty you, you doesn't need have to yeah, be you just need polite. That. 
Yeah, uh, you need it. At least my personality is like you need it. Yeah. Like I, I, I like I would rather have someone kind of yell at me a little bit. I'm like, dude, let's action. I would too. Yeah. So there's a, there's a couple different type of coaches out there, right? And, and life coaches and things like that. However you want to call it, some are going to ask you questions. Well, why? And they're very stoic. Well, why would you do that? Well, how does it make you feel? And you have to decide, do you like that? Or do you like the guy going, okay, you did this, this, and this. I'm going to ask you why here in a minute, but here's why you should do it this way. Right. Why didn't you do it that way the first time? Tell why me didn't why you, you didn't. Yeah. Why didn't you cut your cost here? Why didn't you fire this employee here? Why didn't you do that? Right. And so, you know, when you, when you really start to find the right person, they should really want to be all about you and your personal life. If they don't ask you who the top five people, your toxic people in your life are, then I, I wouldn't hire them. I wouldn't spend time with them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take any, because that's what matters. We talked about peace earlier, right? And you talked about what your mom said about being around the right people. That's true. I tell people all the time when I meet them, hey, give, let's talk about 15 people in your life. And they name them off. And then I start asking questions about every one of them. And then I find out who I think is a turd in the group. And I'm like, well, he's got to cut this guy. Yeah. He's got to stop talking to his mom. Yeah. <laughs> his dad is super toxic. Yeah. His, his, his brother's like super controlling and wants to do better than him. And they have this pissing contest of who's better. They got to do something. And then I tell him, if you could pick five people out of this group of 15 that you didn't spend any more time with, who would it be? And they never want to pick or they pick the wrong people, and then you have to ask them why. But at the very end, you get down to almost the same five people. Now, sometimes something else may come up where yeah. there's some trauma there they didn't tell you about. But then you have to tell them, okay, moving forward for the next 90 days, don't talk to them. They text you, I'm busy. My schedule's booked. What have you. Stay away from it. And then right. let's talk. And then we're going to move on to something completely different. That conversation's done. Man, I'm that's going to be wild to experience that. It is like, cause you, you know, again, you don't notice it until you've actually gone through the 90 days of not talking to those five, 10 people or whatever it is. And then, and then you look back and you're probably like, ah, uh, I, I feel it. I, I see it. There's something's changed. You can win. You can feel the energy <laughs> as soon as they walk in the room after that point. Yeah. You're just like, oh, or, that's or, right. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> that's why we stop talking. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's not following them on social anymore. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. you know someone who's a liar. They front that all that stuff, and it just drives your heart and soul crazy to see that person doing and saying what they're doing all the time. And as soon as you hit the block or unfollow button. Like, two weeks uh, later, you're like, dude, I have not been pissed in two weeks. I've had a good week this week. This is great. I I got rid of almost all my Facebook friends, except for like 112. <laughs> that's a, that's all the people on Facebook. Outside of that, like pretty much my TikTok and Instagram, you can follow me there. And anything I post there, I'm okay with the world seeing. Yeah, so for yeah. me, so for me, uh, Facebook. I've recently started adding a lot more people on Facebook. I spend a lot of time like showing pictures of my daughters because the world is super creepy. I don't show them on Instagram because my Instagram is fully open, and that's usually where like I talk about business and real estate, and and you know I eat barbecue and I talk about barbecue all the time. So there's some crazy stuff. He's uh, like, when are we gonna get a barbecue? That's all I want. Well, when am I next week? When okay, let's I've go got, too, for sure. Yeah. Have you, I've got a brisket like a big one in my freezer. 
So the real question is, when am I going to smoke this son of a bitch? And when are we going to make some sandwiches? Well, that's you like live a tedious, on Riverside, so that's you a can tedious, sm- still smoke it for six hours. It's leave frozen. At 10 o'clock. Yeah. Well, it's frozen, so I'll thaw it till midnight, and then I'll smoke it till 6 a.m., and we'll eat it for breakfast. We'll make. I'll have you ever made brisket and eggs, dude? If you're, if you say if you're doing bre- brisket breakfast tacos, I'm in. Shoot, with like some. Um, you're gonna have to cut a sriracha sauce. You get it out of the freezer. Oh shoot! Sounds delicious. <laughs> Call home, tell her to pull it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> babe, then you take that out of the freezer. Hurry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good, man. It's um. This is, this is a really good conversation. Like this has yeah, had some amazing. really good depth to it and some good stuff. And and I'm excited for all three guys. And if you're searching for somebody, I mean, I'm more than happy to to point you in yeah, the right for direction sure. for people. There's people out there that'd be good for you that, you know, whether they're in branding, if you need someone in branding or whatever, right. just regular life stuff. And I mean, all three of you guys have a passion. I can tell. I mean, just hanging out with you guys. I mean, a lot of talent in this room. Appreciate that. Um, I think when we're talking about these 5, 10, 15 year things, I think five years from now, you guys are going to be shocked where you're at in life. So it's going to be good. It'll be all good. I can use. I don't tell. want to sound overconfident, but I completely agree with you. 100%. Dude, I'm the, <laughs> my next. I, my next five years. You got to vision it. You got to picture. I really. I already. You got to believe it. And, and yeah. like I was telling him, like I said before, we got here, we just kind of hung out for a little bit, and uh, dude, like the last two weeks of my life has changed my life more than the last two years. You know, and coming off my family's company and doing my own thing and it, you know, I don't I wouldn't say shunned, but like nobody but really my mom has talked to me in my entire family since that happened. And I, I kind of expected it, which was I was okay with. Um, but I like you said, you know, maybe you need to block out those five people, even if those five people are your family. That might be the best thing that ever happens to your life. And I, I'm just speaking, like you said, everyone has a hundred dollar bill moment. I don't know if mine already has happened because I haven't I don't have a school, full scope of reality. But the like I said, the last two weeks has been better for me instead of the last two years. Is that a new shirt? It, it actually it is. is a new. You know, shirt. I, lo- I like that. This is a this, fire. This is a threaded B yeah. two. Um, two Super weeks soft. we'll have our workout line. We'll drop two weeks from today. And two weeks after that, our fall line drops. And then after two weeks after that, our signature series drops. You know what would be really cool is one day if you made a heavy-duty wear, like, brand clothing line for um, mechanics. That's not a bad idea. Carhartt makes a great uh, sweater. I've got a couple good mechanics at BMW of Tulsa, so I can can work with them. That'd be cool, right? And it it would align with what you do and your vision and all that and your products and... Yeah. Where where are we going to buy that, your stuff? Uh, Threadedindustries.com. And a portion of every sale goes to St. Jude. Our goal of our company is to be St. Jude's largest donor in the next two years. So why St. Jude? Why St. Jude? Personal relations with me and one of my really close friends, his his son was diagnosed at four months and he turns eight this year. So hasn't had to pay a dime. Um, I mean, if he has to fly out to um, Tennessee where their hospital is for treatment or anything St. Jude puts him up in a hotel pays for all that um this was he, he's in a better place now so he he actually pays for everything now but for those families who don't have the money I feel like St. Jude actually gives the most back to people in a very bad situation that no one ever would want asked for 
or anything. So I just, and then my sister. So it's just personal relations. Dude, and, I love that, man. Yeah, thank you. I love that. And having having that full scope of vision of life. It's crazy. It really is. And, and, and it does take time. And it can take 40 years. It could take 20 years. It could take, I wouldn't say 10, but like anywhere between 20 to 35, 40, you're going to kind of figure out where your scope is and where your future is. Mason, I think you'd also love that Audi. If you bought oh, yeah, it, it is a beautiful Audi. Well, I'll show you a picture in it in a minute. Okay. Uh, R8? Uh, it's a 2016 A7. Oh. It's a full bolt-on, though. It's about as fast as an RS7, but mm-hmm. none of the problems of the 4.8, you know, turbo issues and all that stuff. Very, very beautiful car. Very, very legit. Car. I've, I've got to see pictures of this thing, yeah. so that's awesome. Is it a twin-turboed? Uh, it's supercharged. Or supercharged. Yeah, yeah, Stage yeah. 2 kit yeah, stuff? Yeah, Stage 2 like, Plus. So it's go. got, I mean, intake, throttle body, um, heat exchanger, exhaust. I mean, it's got everything done to it. It's a bad boy. That's so freaking nice. cool. Whole custom paint, carbon everywhere. So yeah. that's that's so crazy. So like I I love like sports cars, and then right. like a daily driver. I've been driving Hondas. I daily the Porsche. So yeah, I mean I don't do that, but uh, yeah, because I get dents and dings and like all the crazy stuff. And also like when you're a real estate investor, you go up to someone who's like selling a property. Show up in a Porsche, like, yeah, I need seventeen million dollars for this. Yeah, like, dude, the house is thirty-seven thousand. Okay. You kind of need to right. figure out where you need to present yourself to anyone. <laughs> you pull up in the launcher, like, though. They still that's think literally, you're yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what it's about to say. Is like, you're gonna pull up in a launcher, and they're still gonna be like, oh, well, this guy's got a launcher. It's kind of it looks new. It's nice. It's clean. It's nice. Yeah, right. He probably has money. I'll There's only a it. couple dents. Yeah, dude, and twenty-seven grand, brand new, all in, limited leather. Why would roof? You? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Great warranty. I got a great deal on that. I one. mean, I spent more than that in Vegas, okay, in like a weekend. So, like, I mean, I think it's a good deal. Yeah, for 100%. a hundred percent. I like it. <laughs> the like realization of is- how things change as you have kids and you get older. He's driving around a Porsche. I'm 26. You're, I don't have any kids. It, I'm, I'm, I'm not hating. Yeah. Different seasons, man. That's all it, it is. I but love it. It, it, different seasons, different story, different right. expectations. Right. There's, no, I can't true. hate on what your story is like. Your story is different than mine. Yeah, like exactly. My last 10 years is different than your last 10 years. And that's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but his truck's pretty flashy. The color of that I'm truck. Not, it is. I mean, I'm his, jealous. It's beautiful. His truck is sitting on BBSs. I mean, let's just. It's All a right. bad boy. No, it's a, it's a good looking truck. When I met him, I was like, I was like, man, that truck was clean. I don't have HREs or BBS. He, on my he called car. me. He's like, are you are you the guy over there in the Elantra? And I was like, hey, calm down, yeah, chill, chill down, chill. It's okay. So uh, you were talking about how nice those Hyundai's are. So my one day soon to be wife with has a Santa Fe, and like 2019, it's fully decked out, like heated steering wheel. Cooled seats, heated seats, like like remote charger and all that kind of stuff. It was super cheap. Thirty thirty. It was like thirty three thousand. Yeah, almost new. Love the Koreans, like dude. It's. It, I mean, I think I think pound for pound the best price vehicle out there. My wife has a Palisade. Honda should sponsor me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Palisades are nice. She got a Palisade. It's legit. It was like forty eight. Those are their new ones. Their new models. It's like a Tahoe. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It really yeah. is a really nice car a hundred percent i mean my my elantra has um its own like it's almost like a tesla i mean it drives itself kind of i don't know what they call it, autonomous driving 
uh, probably uh, the adaptive cruise. Adaptive cruise, yeah. Where you can pick your sense. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. I call it so a Tesla. The the Porsche does the same thing. That's so it cool. Will, it'll speed up. It'll slow down. When it comes to a stop, all you gotta do is touch the throttle. It'll go back to whatever. So that's it what is. mine does. So mine's almost like a Porsche. Yeah. If, but mine's like ten years old. It's We're gonna call mine an Elantra. Elantra. It sounds it sounds nice. It's a yeah. Hyundai Elantra. Elantra. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the technology's been out there. I mean, it is, it's just been more easily available to the companies that are smaller now. Yeah. And so, yep. the Telluride, the Kia Telluride, like, why? It has no It has no reason to be that good. Yeah, so that's so same thing with Palisade. Yeah, 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 the same, the thing. same car. And you're uh, right, you go drive and you're like, how why? is this car so good for $42,000? Yeah. Like, uh, the Range Rovers at, at $200,000 are like, this is barely an option on this model only. And I'm like, are those Ford expeditions 90 grand decked out? Exactly. The Tahoe's like 65, 100, and yeah, the hundreds. suburbans, you hundred. high country, you're already in the hundreds. It's insane. Like I'm not paying for that. Yeah. I, th- I think the, the most expensive, like, I, don't, I don't make the money to be able to do that. Most common people don't do because not. the average income's like what? 50 grand for the household. Like so it's ridiculous to think about how many people do. Oh yeah. Like Cause the, you see them everywhere. What he was saying. In front yeah. of that, that's front. A, what I was about to touch on is, you know, they, they appear to have that. I, I do drive a Porsche. It was also extremely cheap because it, it's been in my family since, since like brand new, you know, I got I got what pretty much what he owed on it is right. what I paid for the car. Right. Thirty six thousand miles, thirty six thousand dollars, February twenty twenty. It's a great deal. Oh my god! Like why wouldn't I? I sold. Right. I had a twenty twenty wide body. It's kind of fronting on that one because the port the payments in the Porsche are cheaper than the than the or were, but you know cheaper than the Charger, a twenty twenty yeah. Charger, and I'm paying almost double what I paid for the Porsche a month. Right. Wide body's legit though. Thank you. It, so, it was amazing. I loved it. But a, a lot of people are buying this stuff for a persona. Exactly. I, I'm, I have buddies of mine that, that bought Rolex, Rolexes on payments. And, and anyone listening, if you're buying a Rolex on payments, you're doing it wrong. Like you you're not supposed to be doing that. You don't need a Rolex yet. You don't, you don't need a $1,500 a month truck payment. You don't need that. You, you can drive a 2015 Silverado. That's still really nice still truck. Extremely nice truck. I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, you don't need that. <laughs> it goes back to my 2000 Honda Accord. So, so that may, that made me actually made me sound a little bougie. Sorry, but okay, you, you can have a 2010. You can have a yeah. 2010 pickup truck. That's you know 15, 18 grand versus the 60, 70 thousand, 90 thousand dollar truck. Just because you think it's going to make you look better, right? But I will promise you. Is when I when I go meet people, I don't look if they have a Rolex. I don't look at their vehicle. I look at the integrity of the man. I look at the integrity of the business. I look at the integrity of the life. I don't even look at them being erratic. Like if they're erratic and crazy, I'm okay with that. I like that. I'm, I'm good. I, with I it. could get the vibe from. So me what from if that. you've got bougie taste, but you don't do it for other people? I'm okay with that too. Well, I like my like my office stuff is bougie like my coffee bar is bougie <laughs> no but, no but like you know like my truck is somewhat bougie you know but i don't know i do like i like it I love there, there's it. a difference there's a in, difference yeah big it, difference it, it, so, you, so, so, so so i say that to be year. careful to judge what other people so i'm glad that you said what you said though 
Yeah, no, it's. You know, I think he, what he's saying is he doesn't judge anything on those appearances, right? No, but most only, people, a lot of people are are doing that now yeah. because they're like, oh, you're you're going out and buying a Porsche because, you know, you're trying to impress me, and you're like, uh, no. <laughs> I, I genuinely love the way that car drives. I mean, right. He rode in. He's like, oh, this is the first time. But I then ever it's rode also financially justifiable. Well, yeah, it's right? a giant billboard. Sure. You you know I um, I I kind of laugh sometimes because. Uh, I've seen Rolexes, fake ones, look nicer than real ones. <laughs> look nicer than real ones, yeah. and I'm like, they're, yeah. I'm like, yeah. they're like, oh, they're bright. I'm like, bro, well, that's not a real one. How did you know? Well, one, you just told me. Yeah. And two, here's here's three reasons yeah. why I know it's not. And I'm okay with that. There's wallets like this is a um, a Louis wallet. Like these five hundred eighty dollars. Or you can go buy the same one that looks just like this. That's kind of worn down like mine is for twenty bucks. For twenty bucks online. What's the best option? I got a coach wallet for 20 bucks. It was a $140 wallet. It's a great deal. Uh, yeah. It was it, on clearance. I was like, mine. <laughs> it's a wallet. It sets on your ass unless you want to like flex and put it on the table, which is not so I was doing. I was, you know, I put my yeah. box. Yeah, it's fine. So, 20 bucks from Express. Like, yeah, which, which is which is great. So here, here's, here's where I get to the whole, like, I don't look at that stuff. Because I've sat down with people who, um, last guy I sat down with, beautiful Bentley. I mean, a beautiful looking car. Now it's a little older. It's a 2012, but a beautiful car. He had a Rolex. He had um, some very nice shoes on. And as we're talking, we're digging into his business. And he's like, I need to find a way to make $10,000 a month out of my business. And I was like, you need to sell your car. You sell your watch and put those shoes. There's three companies you can put those shoes online. You need to sell those shoes. Why? You need the money for marketing. You need to start spending money on marketing. Well, why would I do that, man? You're making $4,700 a month. You're not six grand a month and you're trying to get to 10. You need to eliminate so that you can find out what is your cost per lead. Didn't know any of his KPIs, like none of them. And I'm like, bro, what are we doing? Comes in looking like a million dollars. And you know what he said to me, which is hilarious. He goes, well, man, why, why would I trust you? You don't have a Rolex. Look at your shoes. Didn't you pull up into Hyundai? And I started laughing. And I was like, okay, I want you to pull up your bank account and I'm going to pull up mine and we're going to look at them together. And we did. And then I started teaching him how to run his business. It's that simple. And that was me doing a flex I didn't want to do, but I was like, all right, this guy's going to be a jerk. Yeah. Go to my Instagram. Measure up, yo. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. We can play big bank loop bank all the time. You want, bro. So it's, 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 it's wild. And, and then the, the last story I have on this, I go to dinner with some friends. I have a buddy of mine that's having a birthday party. I go to his birthday party and we start having a conversation about money. Am I going over on time? I'm so sorry. What? No, you, no, no, no. I was just going through. Don't worry about it. So, oh, okay. Sorry. So, yeah. so, so I, so I go to, so I go to, I go to dinner with these guys and we're having a conversation and we got in the conversation of a hundred grand and it's his birthday. And I'm around people that are like, I'm like, oh, these people have to have some type of money. I mean, we're setting at like roughly $300 a person for dinner, you know, at least minimum, you know, not counting drinks. And so I'm like, okay. So he's like, if I had $100,000 in the bank, here's what I'd do. So he tells a story and I'm like, okay, this is, this is, this is not good. This is not going the right place. <laughs> it goes the next person. And like everybody went around the room of what they do with the hundred grand. And I stopped and I was like, it got to me. I was like, I'm going to ask you a question. Does anyone have a hundred grand in the bank? And they were like, well, no, I mean, that's why we want to do this and this. And I was like, 
I want every one of you guys to reflect on what you said if you had $100,000. You talked about buying boats. You talked about buying cars. You talked about vacations. You talked about watches. You know what you didn't talk about? Investing in yourself, making more, letting that money ride. And I'm, I'm actually shocked that none of you have a hundred grand and I'm confused by it. They all looked apart to have at least a hundred grand. I mean, I, I thought, I thought I was in the presence of a little bit more than that. And I mean, some of them were making great money per month. I mean, I knew three of them personally were making, you know, 25 to $35,000 a month and didn't have a hundred grand in the bank. Now, I'll, business I'll, or personal, like, was that their money? It, they, that they were making themselves yes, was yes. personal. Yes. They okay. were going through that amount of money. And I'm like, bro, you got four months worth of money that I mean, and you're done. You're done. That's Literally. it. So, so it's, it's just crazy to say that like, that's why I don't judge people on that. I said it before, I think before we got started or whatever, I know people that make, you know, 45 or 55 that are living great. I know people that are making, you know, a lot of money a month that are not living great. And I know a lot of people in the middle. And so what I try to do is I just try to get people to understand what makes them happy. Is it cash in the bank? Is it cash flow? Is it comfortability? What do you need that's going to make you wake up on the first of the month? Like, so like tomorrow when you wake up, what's going to make you feel good about October 1st? Right. It's national coffee day. There you go. Like I, today is National Podcast Day. And we're doing a podcast. Congratulations. I love this. I made the cut. <laughs> you got right on on the good day. Yeah, tomorrow's National Coffee Day, so I'll make me a so pot the, of so, coffee. And- so there you go. So for me, what I want to do is I want to wake up and on the first know how much money I have coming in, right? Cash. But, I all, but I also like cash in the bank. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear so many different people talk about, oh, you shouldn't have cash in the bank because of inflation. I, I don't disagree. Well, you need some cash in the bank to make a decision. You need liquid. You're starting to realize that now. Yeah, li- liquid is huge, yeah. especially right now as the economy is starting to change and rates are starting to shift. I started to sell properties and do things in home cash. Everything right now, which is it's such a great thing because you're going to come up on an opportunity that you're going to be able to get clearly yeah. because somebody else can't because they're too over leveraged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe in leverage. I mean. Most of my assets are leveraged right. so that I can make that delta the difference on it. But I have to have cash to make the right decision right. when things happen. Right. And so I try to, when I work with people and I meet people, is try to find out where they're at and quote unquote meet them where they're at. And yeah. then be like, okay, what is really your goal? And if it's this, then let's sell the watch. Sell and I've all. told guys, sell watch. I told a guy on Monday, I said, sell your watches. He had two watches. Let's sell your watches. He said, well, I don't really want to buy them. I said, I'll make a phone call. Give me pictures. So I took pictures, sent them over, made a call, said, boom. Here he is. And guess what? I'm not going to charge you a brokering fee for him to buy your watch. He's <laughs> going to bring you cash. Cash. I said, then you're going to take this money and you're going to put it here, here, and here, right? And for marketing and things like that, because he already knew his KBIs a little bit. And he said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't let go of them. I don't want to do it. I said, all right, well, your business isn't going to suffer and you're going to suffer and you're going to slow down. And it's going to take you 10 years to get done what you can get done in eight months. Hmm. Short-term sacrifice, long-term game. That's nothing new. No. but We talked about that multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do it when it's in your face, though. And, and when it's yours. And when it's yours. And when you like it. And it looks cool. Like, do you think I want to fast for 36 hours? I kind of 
yeah, screwed it up. I do. I think you. You I know th- what? Do you know why? I, I think want you to do because it. you got a goal for it. A hundred percent. Because you want be, that six pack. I want to be in Europe and I want to be shirtless, taking pictures with my six pack. That's what I want. So I'm gonna make the sacrifices now. I want it bad enough. Yeah, I want it bad yeah. enough. I love it. I love it. Two and a half years ago, I was 265 pounds. I don't mean to rush yeah. anybody. But I got to get out of here soon. Oh, yeah. So, um, sorry. Let's go ahead and come up on uh, some wrap up thoughts. Um, Chance, you want to start? What's, uh, you got one thought? One thought. Uh, come back to me because I actually want this one to be kind of like, able. Yeah, I want it to be nice. Man, yeah. Um, frankly, I, I, I like how I, throughout this whole, podcast you know we're talking about we talked about 100 things my show notes are ridiculous here but it all came down to one thing integrity you know having integrity within just your life you know whether you were at rock bottom or whether you're at where you are right now or where you were before prior to the crash um that integrity if anything it got stronger you know, as you got older, as you went through these failures. And I, I think that's a big thing to, to think about and to recognize that you have to have faith in, in yourself. You have to have faith in that one day it's going to work out. God's going to make it work out for you. Universe, whoever you talk to. Um, but it, it, that faith comes from your integrity of what, what it is that you're really shooting after in life, whether it is, like you said, whether it's money, that's fine, you know, or whether it's, you know, spending every waking hour with your kids and your wife, that's fine too, you know, but the reality is in the grand scheme of things, we got to pay the bills. we got to do stuff. So we have to have money, you know, but there's a lot of connotation. It's bad. And what's come to realization is it's not bad, but it is a tool to get you what it is you truly want. So, and, and I think a lot of that comes down to finding out with your, with your own integrity, we all have our own, you know, version of what that means, but figuring out what it is in your life you have to do, sacrifice, change, or chase after to get to that goal. Um, and I think the money is really just a, a tool and a vehicle to get to, to where you're, you're wanting to get to. It's just ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. And that, and that the saying, right? That's right. Ones and zeros. <laughs> Just another comma. What's your show notes on this one? What's your what's your one takeaway? Man, the word humility kind of stuck with me throughout all this. Um, being humble, and it's so hard for any of us to do. Whether you got two Rolexes and a Lambo and pretty toys and cool stuff, or I mean, to some degree, I don't know. Can is humility related to sacrificing, right? Um, being able to humble yourself to be willing to sacrifice and follow through with it. Yeah. Right. Um, pride is good to have, but in the right places. Um, I believe I have what I have now because I've taken care of and I've been, I, I've taken care of the, my, my past, the, the, th- the things that I've had, the people that I've been, that I've been, been with or made relationships with. I, I feel like that if I take good care of those relationships and take good care of those things, I'm going to be blessed with more. Right. But like, how can I expect more if I don't take care of what I have? Right. So, um, have the humility to step back before you leap forward. Right. Like the, uh, 
Rubber band slingshot. Right. Mason. Legacy. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that hit home for me, honestly. It's about legacy. I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. The good thing about you is you're rebranding your legacy. You're rebranding your legacy with your new brand. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, the last two weeks, uh, my one takeaway is going to be perception. Your idea of perception scopes your own reality. So, I mean, if it's raining outside, oh, this is a crappy day. You just told yourself today's going to be a crappy day. You already said it. You already you know, said it. I had that. I had this talk with my boys the other morning. It was on Monday morning, and we were about to go to uh, drop them off of the bus. And I looked at him and said, "Hey, you guys are about to set the tone for the week. What kind of attitude are you going to have exactly. at school today? Are you going to be like, oh, 'Oh, I'm tired, and I don't want to be here, and I want to go home and play Fortnite, and my friends are mean, I don't have anybody to play with, and blah blah blah, and you sit here and complain, or are you going to be like, man, it's Monday. It's Monday. I'm coming in." I'm going to have a good time at school. I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to make sure I treat my friends with kindness, care, and love. And you know what? And I said, if you do, if something happens today, it's okay. It's bad things happen. It's like, if, it's, it's if only this Monday. isn't a great Monday, I said, you have Tuesday. Make Tuesday your next Monday. Like I said, finish out the week strong on Friday and enjoy your weekend. But I don't know. I don't want to get stuck into the whole weekend mentality, which that should be one of our topics. We can do that. Boom, cool. write it down. All know. right. Um, all right, guys. Braden Cruz with Sooner Marketing Solutions, streaming live on the Blue Studio Instagram. I think my phone died, but I'm not sure we're live anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Um, uh, yeah, so anyways. Abel Rodriguez with ARC Outdoorsman, where we are creating and maintaining your outdoor living. Chance Jones, Threaded Industries, we are a brand built to give back. Mason Thatcher, Flip Tulsa Real Estate. The last thing I remember, like, when I hit is, it was a big-ass, like, boom. And I remember, like, going over. Only thing I was like, God help me. That's the last thing I remember before I went out. Come on in this house. Welcome back to the Navy Black Podcast. This is Big Boy the Boss, a.k.a. the money quarterback. Making plays with the money. What up, bitch? What it do, everyone? Hustle hard and cut off all distractions. What's up, Jones? What up, you guys? What it do, man? We got a special guest in the building, man. Introduce yourself. Kush, the one and only. The, the softest spoken. The, <laughs> you can't be a soft spoken already. Like we ain't been talking for the last 30 minutes and stuff like that. <laughs> Who else we got in the building? Miss Chop. Okay, then. <laughs> they both sound smooth. So, how you been? I've been good, you know. Glad to be here. Yeah, so tell us, like, you just told me this before the pod where you said this is a, about to be a year anniversary of your accident. So, yeah, actually, next Saturday okay. it'll be a year. So, how, like, how does it feel, like, from going to where you was at then to being a year removed? 
did you feel like you you could get to this point you're at right now? Because you walked in here looking very healthy to me. Yeah, I am very healthy now. It's it's y'all can see, but um, no, it took a long time. It seemed like it was gonna take forever. You know, to start bad walking, like I was still in shock. Can't believe this happened to me. You know, was it so, more yeah. mental or physical? Like that was the biggest thing you had to progress with. Both. All at the same time. So give us yeah, like, cause both. I, I don't know, like what yeah, all yeah. happened in the accident. <sighs> you broke your leg, or okay. what were the details of the accident? Like where where did it happen? You know, all that. What's the um? I just I don't know the road name, but it's close to here. Like it's not long puns, you know, like with a railroad track. Like you coming up to the. Is it Nazareth? No, was it in Baseburg? Lexington? It was in Lexington. Oh, we we know we know Lexington. Right? Like, okay. I know it's somewhere probably around here. I mean, Lexington ain't but so big. But like where U.S. Food and do it best. Here. Oh, you okay. know you turn left that road. You I know the railroad you. track. The yep, railroad yeah, railroad I know exactly. Track. I know. I don't but know. But when road. you get where the um, lights flashing it, yep. that mm -hmm. little right there. Yeah, yeah. It's, like a, where it's, you can it's, turn. A, it's a red light now. Ain't lights ain't even flashing there no more. It's a red light now. It is. Well, yeah, right there. I know exactly. Like, so that's what happened right there? Yeah, that's why I ran out the road there right there. So it was pretty late at night? Yeah, I was leaving schooners like. Uh, oh, you was leaving old reliable? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I want to start off by saying, for one, can't nobody make me feel like this Rick was my karma. No. You know, God opened my eyes to everything I needed to see when I had this wreck that I had been ignoring. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was overworking myself for one. Like, you know, I ain't got no kids. Yeah, I ain't got no but time. You know, I was I had an easy job, you know, just getting free money, like mm -hmm. working seven days. So, like, um, the day before I wrecked, I had a dental appointment, you know, so I wasn't going to work the next day. So, I was like, well, I'm going to go fuck with the bar. But I usually take a nap, mm -hmm. but I ain't take no nap. Had been up running all day, you know, went to the bar. It was good vibes, you know. I could have rolled with my cousin, but I just planned to go have a couple drinks and go back home. But it ain't turned out that way, you know, the vibes was good or whatever, I don't even get like that. I was out yeah. of character. Like, I was shocked that I even, like, that's not me, you mm. know, to get drunk where I can't drive. Like, it was just my sleep came down on me on top of trying to drink and smoke. Yeah. Like, it was your body I is a machine. Do. You had, you had, been yeah. yourself just stretching yourself out. No, no energy, like, no sleep or whatever. It go take a toll at some point. Yeah. In time. So, and so you, you, you have the accident or whatever. And when do you first, when you first you, do you come to? Like, do you come to in the hospital or are you on the scene? You um, you alert? I was in and out, like mostly out, but I was in and out. So I remember like a good bit. But um, for one, I fell asleep in the car at Schooners. That's definitely not me. Yeah, like yeah. that was recorded. Like that's why I said God use, you know, people in this accident but he also used them to show me these ain't your real friends that's real 
you know, um, Mimi Porsche, you know, she was the one that pulled me out of the car. You know, she was the one that was there doing everything. But when shout I was sleeping in the car, shout out to her, but yeah. She pulled you out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But, um, yeah, so I was sleeping in the car or whatever. She came up, you know, recording me, waking me up. You know, if it was me and I see any friend, cousin, bro, they don't even matter. If I walk to the car and see you sleep in the car under the wheel, I'm taking the keys. You ain't even driving. For real, for Like, real. I wouldn't even be thinking to record. Like, you ain't even driving. That didn't happen. But I was in and out, so... Mm. I crunk up the car. I swear, I thought I was good. Like, it's crazy. Like, I was, I don't know. I really can't explain it. But so, you was riding by yourself? Yeah, I was by myself. Okay. Or whatever. So, I crunk up the car and pulled off. You know, she came behind me. You know, she did do that. You know, she came behind me. I don't even remember, like, from schooners till I got to that road. Like, I don't even remember going through the light. Like, in a day. Like, really, that wreck could have went so many different ways. You know, that's how I know, like, God was with me the whole time. Because luckily, no cars ain't coming. You know, I'm on the wrong side of the road. Like, my whole wreck was recorded. Like, I got the video. I'm going to show you all the video. Yeah. But I got the video because she was. She recorded me. Like, okay, driving off. Like the whole rig. Like you want just, people to see the video? Yeah, I'm gonna show the video. Okay, we'll like, punch it in at this point of time right now. But okay. Now, like, go yeah. yeah, so she um she was recording me or whatever, you know, driving. You know, she said she wasn't recording, she was recording to show me how I was driving the next day. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, you know, I know can't nobody say what they'll do at that time. I don't know, but I just feel like if it was me. And I see how reckless that I was driving. I wouldn't have been thinking to record. I would have been thinking, you know, to pull over, trying to stop, wait. <clears throat> you know, if I'm falling asleep, you know, wake up. You know, like recording me wouldn't have been on my mind the way that I was driving or whatever. Straight like that, because like I say, if I was behind my bro right here and he yeah. was driving like that, that I'm calling him. You like, cop, you know, blowing the horn I'm or like, whatever. What the like, hell going on? I was, I remember waking up, you know, like dozing off. I even had my window down, the musical. I had all of that going but sometimes, on. Sometimes, like when you so sleepy, you can't help it. Yeah, and I know I was on alcohol. I was on alcohol, and I was smoking, but I was tired. Like I was, I done drove, you know, high and a little tilted before, but I know it was that sleep came. All those factors added together is like yeah. you know, a bad mixture. Yeah, so um, when I read, you can hear in the video, you know, she wasn't expecting me to read, I guess, but I don't see how. But, you know, luckily no cars weren't coming, but I went off the road, like, with a curve. Instead of going around the curve, I just went on off into that little, oh, that yeah. little bank right there. As mm-hmm. soon as my car hit, it went up in flames. <sighs> so she, um... You know, I'm out, but the last thing I remember, like, when I hit is, it was a big-ass, like, boom, and I remember, like, going up. Only thing I was like, God help me. That's the last thing I remember before I went out, and I must, like, went unconscious or whatever. I remember her running to the car, you know, because I'm down in the bank. Like, you got to come down, you know, the little hill. I do remember her coming to the car, you know, calling my name and stuff, you know, trying to see some. 
conscious and I remember just going in and not, but I didn't get burned like from the fire. It was mm. the heat that had got, you know, had them started. So you was also burnt in the red. Yeah, I was burned. Like that's something that happened to my arm. Oh, that's a skin graft right there. Yeah, I had to get a skin graft on my Man. arm and my leg. Yeah, they took the skin from my thigh or whatever, but how long was recovery? I'm still recovering. You know, I ain't even a hundred percent back yet. Mm. Like a lot of people look at me, they think that like, I get compliments all the time. People be writing me, you know. And that's another thing, like, since this accident happened, I was just like, this something I feel like God showed me because people been reaching out to me, like, from places I ain't never seen before, talked to, you know. Like, telling me they can tell from the stuff I share on Facebook what kind of person I am. Mm -hmm. Reaching out for advice and stuff. And I'm like... And you're making an impact. Like, like, like I said, you said... That's what made me want to do the podcast yeah. thing. Like, want to start, wanting to start oh. one. Because I'm like, dang, is it meant for me to talk to people? Exactly. That's cool. Because, like, <laughs> something you went through, like I say, God put you through that situation to for people to be reaching out. Because maybe you do have an impact on people that you don't even know about right yeah, now. Yeah, and I don't even... I just be being me. Exactly. But, obviously, I do. Like, this one girl um, reached out to me. She was in a totally different situation from me. Like, she was at a party um, and got shot by sitting in the car. Mm. And she was in the hospital, and she was just reaching out to me and was like, um, hey, do you think I'm going to walk again? You know, and I was like asking her what happened. She told me, and I was just telling her, like, we got different, you know, giving her some encouraging words and stuff. And she was asking me, like, how you still be happy, you know, through you know why you healing and stuff yeah, and through the suffering and stuff. So how yeah. do you be happy through the suffering and healing process? I guess that's just my personality, cause like even in the hospital, like when I finally did get, well, let me finish talking about the red first, and yeah. then I'm gonna get to the hospital. But um, like I said, she came to the car. You know, um, Sin was out unconscious. I went back out. I didn't know about her leaving me like she didn't try to pull me out right then when she came to the car you know she just came to call my name to see was i conscious but she mm. ran to go see was other cars coming to get help yeah i just feel like when you first ran to the car common sense was to open that door my door not locked i didn't have no seatbelt on that's another thing you know i could have went through the window luckily I didn't, but yeah. I ain't had no seatbelt on. You know, she could have opened the door, pulled me out right in. Yeah, everybody reacts like, different. Yeah, like, yeah, like, you know, that's why I said I can't say what people would do. You know, I'm just speaking for me. I just felt like that was common sense. Yeah. You know, just to open the door, you see, it's already in flames yeah. or whatever. I just felt like I wouldn't have got burnt if she would have pulled Pull me out. out. Yeah. yeah, my ankles would have still been broke. Like, mm. I broke both you, of them. Ooh, I know. Both your ankles? Both of them. So I was uh, just, that's so another like, thing. I how they say, how did you break your ankle? They just got crushed while you They it. didn't break, actually. Um, they told me that my ankles shattered from the impact. Oh, from God. how hard I hit. So, like, with my ankles now, um, I'm still missing pieces in my ankles. Like, one of them worse than the other one. One of, Only one of them got plates and screws in it. Mm -hmm. So, that's why I'm, I'm trying to get used to walking on that. But so, did you ever ask God why? Why no, me? I didn't. 
I didn't because he, he was showing me the friends I was around that I should have been around, overworking myself. Now, you can't do nothing. You you ain't got no choice but to sit down. Like, yeah. even when I had done start, you know, getting on my walker a little bit, mm-hmm. I had done, I'm trying to find me a little job. I said, ma'am, I can go in the convenience store. So my mama like, sit your ass down. Because yeah, yeah. I was just, I ain't, that ain't me. Like, yeah. I just can't, you can't I already do know. it. Being your age, you like, I'm on a walker. I don't feel like I'm supposed to be in a walker. But like, you in a, a, a situation that putting you in a walker. In a wheelchair, for one, like. How long was you in a wheelchair? I still be in the wheelchair. Well, I take it with me someplace. So your ankles like hurt bad to this day. No, but, you know, like I said, one of them got the plates and screws in it. Ooh. It done been a year, like, it's about to be a year, like, the injuries I had, they shock. If I walk into the doctor's office now, they be shocked every time because they, like, it ain't no way you healing this yeah. fast, like, with the injuries you got. And there was another thing, like, in the hospital. I was graduating flows. Like, I started off in um, ICU. Or whatever. That's when I woke up in the hospital because I had still been out. When I woke up, like the next day, like back to myself, and I just looked down and seen me wrapped up and stuff. Like I was real life, like shot. I was just like, what the fuck? Right. This. this oh my god. Like, like I was just still like the in shock. You know, I ain't had no phone. Everything burnt up in the car. What? Or whatever. No phone. No wallet. Everything burnt up that was in the car. Whatever. I'm gonna show y'all my car too. Yeah. After that, but. All that was burnt up, so I ain't had no phone. Now I'm still shot. Like I'm in ICU, wrapped up like a mummy. Who the first person you talked to that told you what happened? Um, did you know what happened to you when you woke up? I knew I read. I knew little stuff that had done happened before. Like I said, you know, another thing, you know, she um she ran, you know, to the road to see was anybody coming or whatever. Came back. You know, she telling me to get out the car and stuff, but she don't know my ankles broke. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I was going in and now I just remember telling her, like, don't leave me, you know, and stuff like that, just going in and out. Because it's like, I want to move, but, but I, I really couldn't move. Yeah. Like, I was real life stuck. Like, I'm dead weight. You know, like yeah, I know exactly really what you feel mean. Your legs like that. Like I couldn't feel nothing. It's like just if my upper body move, like I ain't even know my ankles was broke yep. or whatever. So I know it. When I um, broke my hand, it felt the same way. I couldn't do nothing with my left hand when it was broke. It's like it just was dead. It just, mm-hmm. I, could, I couldn't. I, I'll tell people I couldn't even grab an envelope if I had to. Cause that just yeah, I did it like well. it's crazy, but. She um she didn't tell me this detail right here. I didn't find this out until after the red because she told it to her mom and her mom told it to mine. But say, you know, when she was um trying to get me out of the car and stuff, you know, I'm dead weight, you know. I guess she just was panicking, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it just ain't know what to do. But say she sat on the hill and was just walking back and forth like, you know, just looking like what I need to do and say a voice got in her head and told her to come pull me out with all her might. And she came to the car. I do remember her, you know, wrapping around me. You, y'all know how little she is, yeah. you know. That's why I said I know that one number but God because, like, her little ass and got you out me of and I'm dead weight, you know, on top of my weight. So she, I remember her rapping around me or whatever and just pulling me out. We, I fell out on top of her. She got me out of the car. We fell in the hill. So 
I'm still like, you know, can't walk. Um, going in and out. I just remember trying to crawl up the hill, my nails breaking, you know, from trying to grip the grass, yeah. you know, to help her out a little bit because I can't walk. So mm -hmm. I'm, it was just crazy. I only, I went back out. I don't remember how she got me in her truck or nothing. Like, I don't remember none of that part. But, um, instead of her taking me to the hospital, she took me to um my cousin Precious house. Okay. You yeah. know, and she lived in that trailer park, you mm -hmm. know, right there across mm -hmm. the railroad track. But um she took me there for her to get me and take me to the hospital. But I feel like the condition I was in, Thank you I should have yeah. went straight to the yeah. hospital. Yeah. Like, you know, when she was trying to pull me out, that's how my skin was coming out from her pulling me. She you was know, just my nervous, skin. though. Yeah, she was yeah, just I nervous. I think she just, like, like I said, in over her head and not even in a bad way. Just like, who can even be ready for a situation to happen like that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you was nervous, but. I know what you mean, because, like, man, because like, I, I know how exactly like, how you feel. I, then you, we read by. We on 51. We read us, by the end of Get us to yeah. 61. Yeah. No. You right know, fast, but, right. you know, I, you you can't say what you would do, but she took me to my cousin's house or whatever, and it's just the stuff that was said, you know, after the fact. Why I felt like God used her and to show me too, you know, yeah. I use her, but this ain't your friend. Yeah. But she took me there or whatever, and instead of her trying to help Precious get me out, you know, she was basically telling Precious, you know. She, that bitch heavy. I done did all the work down there. It's your turn. And had, yeah, I'm going to say his name. I don't care if y'all bleep it out or not. But And she had, you know, yeah. waiting, had no Yeah. She had, you know, yeah. pull up, you know, like this after she got me in the car. Which I don't, I don't think he helped her. I don't think he was there then. But he pulled up at Precious' house shortly after she got there for Precious to get me out. You know, she didn't help Precious put me in her car. Precious, they trying to stand me up. I'm, I'm steady falling because my ankles broke. They don't, they don't know. know. They don't know. Oh, I know. So they may be hurting even worse because you're that's trying why, to stand That's up. what I was thinking too. Right. But it's just the fact that instead of you. Hurt. I can see you going to help, but you ain't even ride to the hospital. You yeah. the main one. You know I feel like if you in this, if I see some situation, I feel I'm a, just a part of it now. You I, was a part you know, of it. She I told me go. she had to go get her kids, but she really I mean, went to go get fucked. <laughs> I mean. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, she really went. But she didn't How want me. She didn't think I probably was going to find out that detail or whatever, but. It's true. That's wild. So did be out here potent though, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But still though, I still like before I even found out all this stuff, like, man, I only thing I was on with her, I was just like, man, I, I can't stop thanking this girl. Like yes. I just kept telling her I can't stop thanking you. She telling me stuff like, quit saying that, like, girl. That's what I was supposed to do. Like she ain't excited. Like I just yeah. felt like that was a big thing but, you did. But like yeah, it she was. doing her like humanly duty though. Like but as that's a human, not. You I feel like it was big because that's not you as a person. Yeah. So coming from you, when people hear Mimi Porsche did some good shit like that, knowing your character, you knowing your background with people, yeah. like 
people jack like that's some good. Cause yeah. all people are good and evil though, you know. We that's all do I good said. You don't know. That's why I'm saying. But it, like, it's like to a certain extent, like they say, quote unquote, she really did save your life. But she felt like at that point in time, that's her duty to get you the precious. After that point, it was. But it wasn't. You, it wasn't her duty to get me the precious. Why would you get me the precious? Yeah. That's not my mama. That's true. Like I'm, I'm bleed. Like I got internal bleeding because my liver was um bruised mm. and um i had internal bleeding for dead um broke both of my ankles i had a gash in my face and you see my skin off yeah like why would you that's that's emergency so your, your skin oh yeah that is so true though because your skin was off yes like my skin and stuff off like my hair i had a pink bob and my hair hadn't even melted like the heat was really getting to me what? And I just feel some type of way because I feel like, you know, Mimi had family members that have been in a house fire. I mm -hmm. thought it would have hit different. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have to think about, you know, while you sitting there thinking I'm in the car burning. Exactly. You that's could true. be getting me out. Like, while you sitting there thinking, I feel like that's why she left that out, you know, instead wow. of telling me that they came from her mama, but... I still had been on, like, I got to thank this girl. I don't care if we ever get into it. We got to squash it. Like, you did something big or whatever until, you know, it's like when people go up and be like, you know, Mimi, that's what's up with you did for Kush such and such. She's saying slick stuff. I helped a little bit or I need to get a hero shirt made with I say Kush on the back. It's like, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what she want me to do? Then she told somebody, you know, I acknowledge everybody except her when the accident happened. God didn't save her. I did. I mean, God, God used her. God used you. Like, exactly. Like, like God man, used you. That. That's why I said God used, you know, her to show me this ain't my friend. Yes. You did a good deed, but you still not my friend because yes. of how you acting after the fact. Like, that's something good you did. You Like, you should be happy. Happy. But at the end of the day, so, I don't like the dude. Period. Like, that's how she feel I feel right a now, way man. about that. And then another thing, like, with recording the accident. People hit me up telling me, like, damn, cuz just crazy how you was driving. How y'all know? They got videos of the accident. She's sending out videos of the accident when it happened. Like, I ain't even know it was a video. I find out from somebody else. I'm like, this shit was recorded. I ain't never saw it. I never saw the video, but that, all of it is very disrespectful. Also that was, that's like, disrespectful. Because, like, oh, I, you feel me? Like, maybe it could have been my death. You know? That's what I said. Like, like what if that would have happened? Like, you feel me? Like, Nah, don't film that. Like, don't I mean, film that. Like, like, I just think like maybe not. I don't. I don't. Maybe I do know who this is, but I don't know. I, I'm just saying it sounds a little immature because that's not a funny situation. Because life is life. It like you, your life can be gone today. Like you say, what Lil Brown said, you hear today like, gone the today. Is powerful. Like you got to um take things serious because you never know. Like, like you wreck, you swerving. That is funny. Like if you not if it's in the, on Grand Theft Auto, but in real life, yeah, you can pass away. And you know, even though happen. she said she wasn't expecting me to wreck, but you see how bad I was. You know, this ain't me already. You see how bad I'm driving on the other side of the road. You know. This ain't even nothing to record. Like I said, I would have been trying to stop, do something. But I, don't know, I just say like I mean, it's like, like I know 
in your head, like you're gonna do a lot of things like mental and stuff like that. And in a way, like you don't want to place like blame on her and like you kinda angry about how she acting. I'm but not blaming she she still did something great to even be. Yeah, there, and I know? still give her that credit, but for her to feel like I didn't acknowledge her, I put up a whole status. It ain't nobody you was the only one there. Who else I'm gonna acknowledge but God. Yep. That's the only other person that I was acknowledging about the accident. It's nobody else to acknowledge you was there. So I'm like, what you want me to do? Kiss the but ground you walk on? I'm going to keep it real, though. Like, as a man thinking about women, y'all always want more. And she a woman, so she always going to want more. But what more <laughs> can you get? It, I know, how like, feel it's me. You really say <laughs> you feel. Like, what, what more can, can you give y'all? get? Like, I was just trying to figure that out. Well, I'm, all, I'm already telling you thank you almost every day because that's just how I'm feeling. She going to always want more. You ain't even looking at it like, <laughs> you looking at me like I need to quit saying it. It's confusing. It's weird. Like, it's very weird. Yeah, that's like, why I said. I know. I wouldn't feel weird. I mean, I... I Cause I don't need appreciation for the things I do, but if somebody if something like that, I, I wouldn't really feel like I need appreciation. You gonna get it, but I don't need it because there's somebody in a position that they can die in. Yes. I'm save. saving them. I'm trying my yeah. best to do what I, I can saved do. I saved a kid when I was like 12 years, years old. He jumped in the pool and like eight foot, and he couldn't swim. Yeah. I jumped in and saved him. That's my good deed for life, right? I saved yeah. the life. No, you have a good deed. I don't need no appreciation, though. Yeah, yeah. but if you, you know it's a good deed. Yeah. But you turning it into something. I know it's a good deed. That's why I keep telling you I'm thank you because I'm glad to still be here to even tell yeah. you, yeah. you know, thank you for what you did, but you looking, you turning it into something else. Like, Do y'all ever have, like, sit-down conversations and talk about it? I wanted to. Like, I tried to Why not y'all come on here and talk about it? Y'all can actually, like, because we feel like on this it's hard for y'all to have a conversation in between y'all two and really get everything out. But if y'all was in here, you can get everything out because you, you have like perspective. A, you'll feel like yeah. you you'll feel like you can't get it out in here. You feel me? It's like why not? I'm here because she gonna say something. You're like she, I'm gonna say what I want to say too. Then Boom. yeah, but we tried it and but like I really just had like somebody around and stuff. So like you can like. You know, actually, like, communicate. Well, maybe, like, she said they tried it already. Maybe it didn't work out, the, the conversation. It didn't work out because. But y'all connected in a way because, like, you always going to remember who saved you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. You'll figure it out. Just, we'll go I want to go back to it because you had, at this point, you said when you woke up and you was in the bed all wrapped up and stuff. So, yeah, from I that was, process. Yeah, I was in there, um. All wrapped up and stuff. You know, the doctors in there. I got them videos, pictures and stuff too. Because I was already going to post, you yeah. know, all this. Mm-hmm. But um, my mama, nobody was in there with me. Like, that's another thing I feel like. God showed me, like I say, everything I needed to see. Like, he just said, this is a road you need to take along. That's why, you know, he took my man away. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in ICU, you know, the hospital up there. You can't have nobody spend a night with you, so I couldn't have nobody stay with me overnight. Had mm-hmm. to go through the surgery, everything by myself, uh, like yeah, by myself. Kind of like Mentally. solitary confinement. Yeah, and he let certain stuff happen, you know, to open your eyes to things. Like everything don't be for a bad reason; it be for to learn from. So for real, for real. How long did it take you to get the unwrap? So how many times a day or like a week they had to unwrap you? Wheels. Man, I had to get well. It was I forgot what the stuff called, but they had to keep um keep it wet so it won't get stuck to the the guards getting yeah. stuck to the 
that was a man I witnessed. Yeah, I witnessed pain on mm. so many different levels. Like I had staples mm. in me, like real staples. Had to get them taken out, Ooh. like with us. Like it was just, I couldn't even believe that I was. God gave his, you know, toughest battles to his strongest people. He felt like I can take all that, and I took all that, yeah. like, by day myself. By yeah, like, the closest I had, I had to call my mama, um, because, you know, they couldn't spend the night. So, like, they coming in there different times of the morning. It's 3, 5 o'clock, you know, to change my bandages, wetting them. You know, it was one night they was stuck to the guard, like, stuck to my skin. Ooh. Like mm. I was showing that, so I was just telling them, Screaming. like, let me just call my mom on FaceTime. I had my mom on FaceTime, you know. She mm. just trying to talk me through it. They put in Novocaine, you know, in my neck because I had Ooh. um um. What Novocaine uh, do? Numb you up? Yeah, it's supposed to numb you up, mm. but it, it wear off quick. It so was like a shot. Like they had an IV in my neck. Ooh. Because they had them blew all my veins out. Because I was in the hospital 20 days. Boy, they, 20, thinking about that, I couldn't even imagine being, I had never been in the hospital one day. So, like, Man. being at your age or whatever, having to sit in, like, I can't when go I say, I'm not healthy. People don't understand. Like, that is so, that's crazy. Man, that's going through it by yourself. Hmm? Going through it by yourself. And I feel going through like, it by myself, like, my mama was there now. Every time, you know, you know I had visiting hours, yeah. but. You know, but it was people that came and visit, you know. Another thing, like, that helped me get through this, still keeping myself up, like, still getting my hair done, my nails done. That's, yeah. I guess, why that's why people, Do when it. they see me, they probably felt like I was, how she handling that? I'm still keeping myself up because I'm not finna lose myself. I like, like, I'm gonna get through this. And that's what I did. Like, when I first came home from the hospital, I had cold. Um, there, shout out to her, waiting to do my hair. I mm -hmm. had Leandra there waiting to do my nails. All that. The first day dope. I come home, all this done because I'm yeah, back I'm on the scene. Be back to me. Yeah. That's so dope because, like, like I said, you have to get back to a regular schedule program because if you don't, you'll get sunken in the sunken place. Mm -hmm. And, like, with you just coming back home or whatever, being yourself, getting healthy, how did that feel, like, now? Like, yeah, and like, my healthy. I'm going to start off by saying they did have depression. Um, doctors, like, that's a good hospital, the Burnson and Augusta, but they got doctors for everything. But I only had one depressing day um, in the hospital out of all of the days. Like, the first, it was the third day that I was in there. I was good the first, you know, two days, you know, but that third day I was just like, when I woke up, when I was like, I'm ready to stand up. Yeah. Like, I want to get out of this bed, and I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop myself. I was like, man, I want to stand up or whatever. So they had the, the, the depression doctor um, to come down there, you know, to talk to me to see what I was going through that. Mm -hmm. You know, I got through that day. Um, About an hour later, um, the therapy people came in there to show me how to to get out of bed a little bit to show me how to um work a wheelchair. Uh -huh. So I was like, there wasn't nothing but God. You know, I prayed. I was like, I want to stand up. Yep. But I was able to get out of bed. Yeah, that's what you really wanted. You yeah, just wanted I just wanted to, to get move. out of bed and move around. So I was able to get in the wheelchair to learn, you know, how to be moving myself around in the wheelchair, you know, eating the wheelchair. So after that, I don't know. Like, I was straight after that. But 
that's crazy the different things you gotta learn like learn to use a wheelchair you and need, then washing yourself there was another thing like somebody else was washing you yeah first? i had to have the doctors had to wash me and all so there was another thing that was i was like that's man crazy crazy as hell <clears throat> i feel like i want i don't want nobody close to my like a real baby it's like you starting all over again like a grown baby yeah a big grown baby big grown baby you really you, you just gotta deal oh, with it cut shout out to cuz cuz change your butt. mind Cuz was changing my. So you had to have a diaper, like you really, you had to have one. I ain't have to have diapers, but I had to have a bedpan. Yeah. So and I had to wear gowns because I couldn't have nothing on my skin, yeah. you know. So I had to wear gowns, so it was already easy, you know, access. But <laughs> <laughs> but no, but yeah. So yeah, that was. That's having to get washed and there was another thing they were shot i was surprising the doctors like um i let them wash me or whatever for like a week after that i hadn't told them just bring me let me wash myself they like you gonna try to wash yourself yes i'm washing myself from here on out i was washing myself didn't yeah. get the doctors to wash me a name they graduated me to the net they was like you know graduate you know you get the <laughs> I missed my words. Congratulations, or whatever. You get to um, go to the second floor, or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I get to leave out of um, I see you, whatever. Go to a second floor. I was on that floor for like three days, moving to the third floor. Was there for like a week. They already hadn't told me if you get to the fourth floor, that means you about to go home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's all I was focusing on getting to that fourth floor. So how was it on um, like using hospital hospital for twenty days? Like just seeing how a hospital on um, work and move for twenty days. How's the hospital? The hospital is crazy. A lot going on. Cold. Like it's some doctors that care and it's some that don't. Like I job. seen that. You know, I seen that from being on different flows. Going through the different doctors on each flow is some that care, there's some that don't. It's some that I had to keep mashing the button to come in here and wet my stuff. Yeah. You know, they know they supposed to come, you know, every 30 minutes to an hour with some that wasn't on them late shifts and stuff. So it's some that care, some that don't. But so that's the thing you saw about the hospital. They, they give you good food. <laughs> they do feed you. Because I, when I walk in the hospital, I always seem like they're getting pampered when you're in the hospital. It just seems like it's so Yeah, right there, you it know? really do. But like everybody just so just getting everything done, hand, foot to them. Just like a um, retirement home or something. Yeah, I definitely salute people with them kind of jobs. Yeah, he's yes. working in the kitchen at a retirement home. I definitely did. Shout out to the he side. wiping blood and stuff, too. But you go there look at now you can look at just like your mama and stuff. I know. Vicious. You look just like your mama was. <laughs> Everywhere I go, they tell me that. She do though. Like it's wild. You know, like you know, we got a memory. Like you know, you remember you used to um stay at my grandma's house from time to time. Yeah. You know, um, Ray and like your, your mama stay over there, this. and like we'll come we'll there ride on, the road. You know, we'll come there on Saturday mornings or whatever. Y'all will be there. Just staying there, like look at it. That's why that's my nice memory. Cause like spot. that's why I always feel connected to y'all. Cause like we always saw y'all. We all so young. Yes. I remember like Ray being born and stuff. Like being at Pear Pies on exactly. the cheerleader teams. Yeah. And, yeah. and look at us not getting older. And that's what I'm saying with you and like the situations. Like God put you through something. So like what you saying? You want to start a podcast? Tell us about. Yeah. The, the, I want to start a podcast. Cause like 
when another girl hit me up about for advice for something that didn't even have nothing to do with the accident, yeah. I really felt like, dang, is it really meant for me to talk to people? Like, this girl, I don't know. I looked at her profile, seen she from Columbia. I'm like, I know I ain't never seen her before, but mm -hmm. she reached out to me and was like, um, hey, I know you don't know me or whatever. She was like, but one of my cousins um, gave me your Facebook and told me to inbox you because you might can give me some advice on what I need, you know, help about. And I was like, okay, what's up? And she was like, I got a boyfriend. Um, he looking at zero to ten years and mm. what I need to do. I'm like, what? It wasn't even nothing about my accident, but mm. whoever recommended her to me, they felt like I they she hold her nigga down. She know, yeah. go mm. talk to her. It's so how so, is it? So all like, yeah, like mm. how is it? How is that experience? Like having a man be sentenced to a sentence that like. By the time you get to that age, you'll be an old, yeah, like up woman, regular up woman. For like. one, it ain't for the weak mm. or whatever. Like I be seeing them posts on Facebook. <laughs> they be saying, um, if your nigga go to jail, you riding a slide. <laughs> <laughs> ride them females be sharing that they slide. <laughs> yeah. But you post a slide because that ain't something you supposed to do for everybody. Yeah, yeah. and like. They don't really know what rioting is. Yeah. Like, just because somebody go to jail, that don't mean you abandon them. Like, they, they yeah. human just like mm -hmm. us or whatever. Yes. But rioting is not, they think they lifestyle. We got an understanding. Yeah. Like, you can only ride if you and the man got an understanding. They know your life don't stop. He know my life don't stop. Yeah, you know what I'm He back there or whatever, but I'm here for you. Yeah. You know, like. I'm always going to be here for you. Like, that's all they be wanting. They be wanting to get mail. They just be wanting conversation, you know, yeah, have somebody time. to be there for yeah. you. Like, mm -hmm. she, she here for him until yeah. she get a, a man like, yeah. I'm not here for him. And even if I did, you know, we done had that conversation. Like, he know I'm only 28, you know, yeah. like, I ain't even got no kids yet. Exactly. Like, I'm still living or whatever. Like, we already done had that conversation, you know, if it comes to their point, you know. He just want the best for me. You know, mm -hmm. make sure you have it by the right person if mm -hmm. that happened. But, yes, I will be hurt. I will be yeah. torn to pieces. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, with me. Like, I do want kids. I do want to experience that. But yeah. I be having thoughts sometimes. Like, maybe I ain't having no kids. Maybe I'm going to be the auntie with no kids. Well, I mean, you... you but like, I do want to experience it, but that's just be some thoughts that go through my head. You why? But until you find that man that yeah, like, you want to have know, kids with, then it's going to change up. You, you ain't got that right now, so why would you even yeah, want like, it? Yeah, like, I just ain't think about it right now, so I'm just... But if you find that man, if he it happened, that club I'm going to be ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I just be feeling like this sometimes. I mean, because like, it's getting cold outside. You be needing that cover on. Cover season approaching and stuff. It's a little cold. You know, like a little spoon session. It's a little dick on booty. Yeah, but. It's cold without me. As far as with my nigga, though, like. Yeah. Shout out to the face. Like I said, I'm just. He be making, you know. Yeah. Them ones in jail be having more money than these niggas out here, too. We had conversation. Yeah. I talked to LJ and I was like, yeah. Y'all come on. actually down there. Yeah, I know. You know. I said, we're going to get on the phone. Yeah, we were like, come on. Y'all call in one weekend for yeah. the podcast. That'd be dope as hell. But he, told me to do, he told me to do that today. 
Yeah, just call in. But you, um, you can call him if you want to. Yeah. Cause like we can um put them, we can put this um phone, connect your phone to this device, and we can play it into the phone. We just have to put the headphones on so we all can hear it. But, but um, shout out to him though. Like even though he yeah, been there, tough, he still it is tough, you know. And it was crazy. That's why I felt like everything was hitting me at once. I just had got out of the hospital like two days before he got sentenced. I couldn't go to the sentence, you know, so I couldn't even see him in there before. So did you ever get to see him? Oh, he came yeah, to the like, well, no, he couldn't go. To, he was already in jail. Always, okay. He got locked up, you know, when the other incident yeah, happened, you I know, trying to right. involve him with that, which yeah. it had nothing to do with that. Yeah, I do remember but, that. But um, his bun got revoked. Well, he faced time now. Hey. But, uh, I'll finish. Plug him in. You, you on the podcast. Let me see. What's up? <laughs> what's up? What's up, Fresh? What up, my boy? <laughs> yeah. what same up? old, same old, man. How you doing in there? <laughs> Shit, man. Laid back. Watching football. <laughs> oh, it sounds like what we doing. Chilling. <laughs> Hell yeah. Damn, it's really nice to see you dude, because like I said, we just having a conversation about you. I guess you'll hear it back when you got time. But it's like somebody we grew up with and like knowing like the sad situation like you got going on or whatever, we can't see see y'all see you physically, but it's so nice to see you through a phone. That's yeah. what technology had brought us and That's shit. dope as fuck that I, we actually seen you. Cause I was talking to LJ a couple weeks ago and I was talking about you. Not pausing me though. <laughs> <laughs> You still on there? Yeah, man. Well, how you been? Like, shit. Man, I ain't gonna lie. Like, really, it's, it's, it's a mental thing, man, back here. You feel me? Like, if you ain't mentally strong, like, you really ain't gonna be able to make it, especially when you talking about getting, when them people getting you a lot of time. Yeah. It's a difference between just a little bit of time, you know, okay, this amount of time you gonna be getting out. Mm-hmm. But then when they X amount of time, you like, damn, it could go like this. If is I'm gonna get out, what I gotta do to get out, mm-hmm. like you, you got so many things thoughts going through your head so you got to be mentally strong and you got to balance it out you feel me like damn all right i need to do it like this i don't need to listen to them i don't need to listen to that you got to block out shit like it's just a lot so yep. that's why i said you got to be mentally strong mm-hmm. you feel me i already know it's a, it's yeah, a mental challenge you know me man i'm built yeah, I'm built for it tough, hey. though. You feel me? Like, <laughs> built for it tough, dog. Hey, I ain't saying I'm praising the situation, but shit, I know I'm coming home. Like I that. saw you in the gym, too, because I saw a picture of you. I like, no homo fish out there doing the push up. Yeah, 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 man. Man. Man, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> like, you know, like, shit, I'm coming home, man. It's just all about. Having faith and knowing, yep. you feel me? Like if you don't got faith, shit, you really ain't got nothing to hold on to. Ain't For real though. Truth. Like if you ain't got faith, you then know. what you got? You got to believe in something. I mean, what you gonna live for if you don't believe in something? Exactly. What you gonna fight for? You gotta have something to fight for. Something like that. I got my old lady right there. You feel me? I got myself. 
I know my mama, I know she wanted to see me come home. She's still up there looking down. Oh, yeah, I'm coming home. Yeah, definitely. Yes, Lord. You gonna touch down one day, and guess what? When you touch down, we'll still be doing what we doing right now, and we gonna have that conversation. We gonna come on talk about. Now, it. I already know. I ain't even know y'all boy would get that many views, bro. Cause I ain't really been looking at a lot of them. I had watched a few of them, but yeah, Chris was like, yeah, them boy be getting a million views. That's <laughs> nah, we ain't getting a million. I didn't say I did not say a million. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I know. You might get a million. One day, child, we're fresh. But hey, we yeah, we, we, we want to chop it up with you for a second though, man. But appreciate you talking to us for a little second, man. But hold it down in there, man. Like I say, you gonna make it home one day. Just stay safe. Oh yeah, 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 man, for sure, man. Y'all boy, keep doing y'all thing, man. That's what's up, man. Appreciate it. Yo, that's what's up, little podcast. Hey, yep. I'm gonna call you. <laughs> I'm gonna call you, man. All right. But yeah, that's why the um, podcast you put it up. That's why the podcast so dope, though. You know, like you actually yeah. can like do stuff like, like that. Not, and now on the back end, people about to hear fresh talk. Cause like a lot of people probably ain't even heard his voice or whatever. Cause like, like I say, my most memory of rope. I mean, I say rope because like he go he part of that memory. Yeah, it's yeah. fresh. Dumbo when we was in Sand Hill one time. And like this <laughs> when um rope had um he had a white car with it. Like a, yeah, I know that. Dumbo was so pulled in with part like a rock star pumping so loud and it got there. It was fresh on top of the car. <laughs> on top of the car, riding in. Just yeah. jacked it. It's the most <laughs> epic entrance ever. Like it's like you gonna see me when I pull up. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so tight cause they're more like say 50 50. Them boys yeah. like they really like they live, how they, I mean, how they was living. They was doing their thing because they yeah. always, I remember like Fresh was in my, um. think about this, this is why, I always say this so why to see, <laughs> think about Fresh being in school. But anyway, Fresh <laughs> Fresh was in my PE class or whatever. Yeah. And him and, uh, you know a guy, you know Marcus? You ever, he's not Marcus Allen, he's your great cousin or whatever. Oh yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. they was two, they was in my class or whatever, Puppet was in that class too. Them two used to go to class like 10 minutes late every day. What they hopping like, just go to the office. We ain't see him again. They ain't see him again. Shout out to Fresh. They come late again. They got my class, man. Shout out to the boys. But man, but like, tell yeah. them about evolving. Yeah, I've been thinking about like you know like reinventing yourself because like what we've been doing like doing the podcast and our photography business is like three years ago we weren't doing none of this. You know, yeah. it's like now people know us for that. You know, and that's like just reinvent yourself with skills. Like what kind of ways you want to reinvent yourself? I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people got, like, testimonies. Like, I already been thinking about, like, the name, you know, like, a couple guests I want to, like, start with. Like, one of the people um, is Jack Q. Merrick. Yeah. yeah you we, know, we, we, we was talking one about having ones. him on one day, like, when he, like, yeah, healthy or whatever. Because... Or what he been through. Yes. Like, he another one, I feel like, a chosen one. Like, Because I had always... him, like, like, recently, right before the accident happened or whatever. It was crazy to me. Because I walked the phone, I was like, I ain't, I ain't know you this tall. Like, because he, 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 like, he grow as a high school because he yeah. was so long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah. Like, 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 I, say, I would say me. this. Well, most days, when your first part, like I say, we got it. We'll do it for you. No, no charge, none of that. Just let us know. Set it, you set it up, whatever you want to talk. Yeah. Whoever you want to talk to, we'll be here to, like, you know, edit it and, like, produce it for you. Just to, so you can make it yeah. a good. So you guys see how I'm it coming. is or whatever. Yeah, you know? make it happen. So like what's your podcast uh, be about what you wanna do? 
let like anything, like any topic. We could talk about we can have sex topics. Yeah, at the you dark, know? late night special. We can have yeah, late night special. Then you have an OnlyFans? We had a I had a couple's Okay. We, you know, I was doing it with my man. Man, one video I saw it y'all was like in the pool. <laughs> that was the funniest shit ever. Oh like, yeah, we used uh, to be wild. Right. <laughs> 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 Hover her from the back or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the thing, like that's my dog too. Like we had fun besides together. like we, we used to have fun together. Like <laughs> that's why I said, you know, if I could have been active for my birthday, I would have been active, you yeah. know, whether he here or not, because he already know me. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm gonna do whether he yeah. here or not so we got that kind of understanding and he had you know my gift sent to the house in florida like he really shot me with mm -hmm. that like i wasn't expecting that we all went fort lauderdale yeah. they telling me somebody coming to the house with me i'm like who the hell who? i gotta learn some game from fresh goddamn i, I like yeah. that he i the dough and shit, you know the man had done left my flowers because it took me so long to go to the door because I'm talking like, who the, who coming to, like, which I'm thinking they got some of their sleeve, like a strip or something yeah, to come yeah. in here. I did not think about Fresh sending yeah. me nothing or whatever, but he had been, you know, chopping it up with them and getting the address and stuff. Mm. And I went to the door. It was roses, you know, a bear, candy, and all kind of stuff. And I was like... Damn, I was, yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That just show you like who really appreciates you, cause like the small things, in my opinion, like yeah, it's what work. Cause like yeah. small things add up, but like the small things really mean most, in my opinion, too, though. Yeah. But hey, Taylor, we always ask this question on the pod too. Who was your high school crush? School. <laughs> 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 Child, why are you laughing like you know? Come so we want to know her. We want to know her too. Yeah, you got definitely got to say her too. High you on the pod? You got to. Who you think? So I, can... I can't say mine. Oh, you gonna say yours? You first. Y'all know who it is? No, I don't know who you tell us who it is. I don't know who your high school crush was. You said you know high school. Like, well, I can't have no do that. He ain't gotta be a I guy know, that you had. You gotta be a guy that's like, boy, I would love to have like, talked to him. My high school crush was Sierra. You feel me? He never talked to her or whatever. Cause she, she, that just was my high school crush. He, 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 he was the cornball to her. Yeah, I was the cornball to Sierra. Girl! She, my high school. She got a little nervous. I don't know. She might still want him. Yeah, no, might, I definitely smoke. don't want him. Nah, you know, like, <laughs> it was high school. Yeah. You know what I did? It was Tez. Tez. Tez, okay. Like, it was. Like, okay. it been a long, I was, I was yeah, young. That's, that's how it's supposed ago. to be. They, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it was Tez. Okay. I don't know why. But now, yeah. I definitely do not look at him like that. I know, it's yeah, but it's cool, but that, that, that's what I'm saying is high school. Like, it could be somebody that was in high school 30 years ago. Like, we asked the same question. Yeah. Because, like, it's high school. Nobody trying to get their high school crush anymore. And like, Mally said for team, I don't know what that is, but... That's who he said or whatever. Yeah. And mine was Chantal. Did we ever adjourn who it was? Yes, you did. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, you yeah, did. I don't remember yours. I said Katria. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it was yeah. Katria. It was who was, Katria. Who was yours? Who was yours? Pick the mic up. Pick the mic up. Grab the mic. I had two, though. You got two? Katria and Ashley. I got my cousin. I know, boy. Yeah. You damn about that. Miss <laughs> 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 Chop. 
you gotta talk to the I'm gonna apologize in advance. Yeah, um, my school crush was um, Tyrone Nicholson. Uh, Mr. Mr. James Backwards? Yeah. I know, Mr. James Backwards. <laughs> Shout out to him, man. <laughs> yeah. Apologize at the beginning. Yeah. Please. But, like, uh, see, there's nothing wrong with that, though, because, like, like I say, we've been removed from high school for so long. It's like, it's nothing wrong with it. It's not like you want that person now. Mm-hmm. It's just like affinity you had for that person back then. Like, how much T's like, Ted is so much older than you. He's like, he he, he one year older than us. We four years older than yeah. you. So he five years. So like, you're supposed to be attracted to somebody that's five years older than you. Like, you can't even never be around him. You never be in school. Like, damn, he do look kid yeah. or whatever. He's the way this little Warren Moon jersey. Like this blue Warren Moon Oilers jersey with some red uh, dickies or whatever with some apple oil. Yeah, it's be fresh as outfit or whatever. But like I said, he always had swag back in high school and all that stuff. Yeah, so I don't so. see him too much now, but back in high school, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like you want it. Teasy was one of those guys. He was one of those. He was one of those guys back in high school. Like you look at his swag or however he dressed. Like I do like that. It makes me craft mine even better because he's doing it good. So now I'm the freshest guy. (laughs) Okay. Another thing. Another thing with this accident. Like I noticed. Like. A lot of people been trying me since I got in the accident. Like, like trying you in what way? Like, I ain't never been the type to be in no kind of drama or nothing. Like, you know, I'm always bringing the vibes everywhere I go. Like, if you hear kush, you don't never hear nothing negative, for real. Yeah. Or whatever. But I just seen, it just seemed like since I got in this accident, it's just been, I don't know. Like, I just had an incident, you know. I don't care if the name get bleeped out or not, but because I mean, this fast, what happened? You can say that. But um, men don't chop, you know, when in Walmart or whatever. I usually get on the little riding carts when I go in Walmart because she, that's a lot of walking. Yeah, I understand. Like, I that. walk or whatever, but I do get tired, you mm-hmm. know, because I got to get back used to gotta, carrying you, my weight exactly, around. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So I get on the little riding carts or whatever, but Walmart didn't have none this day, so I was just like, I'm going to push the buggy. And I'm just pushing. So uh, it was me and her and her two kids. Like she was in front of me, but I did notice she kind of got behind me. But I'm still pushing the buggy, you know, talking. But she was getting her kids. But she also noticed, um, coming yeah. from <laughs> coming from um, <laughs> self checkout or whatever. And she don't like me for whatever reason. It's like people coming out the woodworks. They got a problem with me. Like, I don't know. But um, she coming from the self-checkout or whatever. So I'm pushing the buggy. Like, when she get where I'm at, we like, where if somebody's stealing, you know, mm-hmm. the thing go off. Mm-hmm, That's yeah. where we was at. So when she got on me, like, she looking at me mugging. Like, I'll bite your nose off. Like, Ooh. she ain't saying nothing, but she just looking at me like that. I felt like if I wouldn't have said nothing, you know, or just act like I ain't see her kept going, you know, she would have kept walking. Yeah. But I still ain't saying nothing, but I just look back at her like, what, like, what the fuck you looking at? Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? And why did I do that? <laughs> so when I looked, gave her, the, you know, the little look, like, what the fuck you looking at? She stopped and was like, you really shouldn't be rolling your eyes and you handicapped. Oh, uh, see, like, people, that's... 
So we were ready for know, that. She was ready to hit that joke. She was ready, to, that, and yeah. I know that's what's coming. But it's crazy because I already done prepared yeah. myself. None of that, nothing, none of that don't move me. Like yeah. I already done prepared myself for that. Cause that's all y'all can say. Yeah. Like it don't bother me because I know I wasn't born like this. Like yeah, but okay. if you was like just me. Yeah, but but I feel like you can't even live your life about other people's opinions, though. Because yeah, like I said, don't. you got a bigger purpose. Purpose because you've really been through a trial and tribulation of a yeah. situation, and now you do it. And like I say, now you can be do big like, things. You know, just, yeah, like and reinvent I noticed, yourself. Like it seems like people hate how other people fuck with you too. Yeah. I see that too. Like you ain't even got to have a lot. How other people fought with you, you know, like people hate that too. That's another thing that I noticed. But it's so like you got a lot of friends and stuff like that. You got like a, a social network. Well, I mean, I don't got. But a you lot got of like friends. a social you know, web of people. You be around. OTF now, only the fam. Uh, only the fam. But the, like for real, you know, since this act, like since my eyes open, my yeah. eyes open. I'm not ignoring nothing no more. He done showed me what I need to see, like. I don't need to eat no beef with nobody. It's just some people can't go on this next season. Nah, you can't. True, though. Some people different this season. Like, I wish everybody, but, you know, I'm just trying to emulate. Some people like, are the same. My eyes open. Everybody ain't on the same level. Like, since this not happened to me, I feel different in certain surroundings. Like, like I said, I, I drink. Now, I do still turn up or whatever, but it be a little different. It's something off. I guess because I know I can't really, I really can't get like that, you know, because yeah. I'm still like this, so I I can't yeah. do too much, you know, because I'm all, I'm not a hundred percent, you know, back. But your knees ain't like making a style. Yeah, you know? them knees they still here, they coming, yeah. they still here. Exactly. But, they, do, but do you um. First of all, do you get to therapy? Do you go to therapy about what you went through? Yeah, I did go to therapy. I don't go to therapy no more because the same therapy that I was doing, like, I could do it at home. Okay. Like, they got the same kind of therapies on TikTok. The same exact stuff I was doing, and that's expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, the therapy people don't even know I'm like this. Mm -hmm. Like, the last time I went to therapy, um, I had my boots on. Like, yeah. They don't even know that I'm even so I really did this by myself. But I am gonna But how about your mental show. therapy? Because that's weighing on you even more. Probably because like you just I know because you say you don't question nothing, but like you still like you see, every every morning you wake up and you reminded that like, man, I did go through something traumatic. And like I can't change it. I just gotta keep continue with life going yeah. forward. But like I say it is better now, like like, I used to still have little flashbacks and, you know, like, somewhat, like, dreams, but it's better now. Like, I, I, I don't know. I guess because so like I don't know. Like, I must be strong. Like, people tell me that all the time, like, you strong. I guess because, I don't know. I still I mean, be positive. Like, I, I thought positive through the whole thing. Like, so you, you, you spoke positive? Yes, yeah, so you guys speak it, believe it, receive it. I know you about yeah. to say the Deontay Wilder line or whatever. Shout out to my mama too, cause she was the real goat. Like <laughs> just being there to man, support. Yes, like all that she did. Having the, I had to stay with her, you know, cause I couldn't stay by myself in my own place. So mm -hmm. had to stay with her. She had me a room fixed up at her house when I got there. Feed me every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, she got to put dinners. me in the. 
shower. There was another thing when I finally was able to get in the shower, like in a shower chair. She had to put me in the shower. You know, I'm teaching myself how to move from the chair to the... Because I had them start getting aggravated, waiting on people. Let me get something to drink. Got to wait on somebody mm. to go get something to drink. They might got to use the bathroom first before they go yeah. get something to drink. That's another thing. Depending on people is another thing. Like I said, I learned patience so, on a whole nother level. It's just been... So when people really be saying, like, I got to teach myself to like walk again, what what that even means? Because like I say, you, you done lived it. I just see what you say. What you mean? Because you already know how to walk. Because, you know, like, with babies, they got to find their balance. Mm. You know how you got to find your balance because when you was, your weight was growing with you when you was learning how to walk. Yeah. Now I already got all this weight that I got to put on my legs that I ain't used in so long. Yep. Like, I ain't even think that I had done lost weight. To me, I didn't, but looking back at my pictures and stuff now, yeah. and looking at me now, I'm like, I really did lose weight, yeah. but like my legs got smaller, but that's because you weren't using them. Mm -hmm. So your, you know, your calves. The muscles are you exactly. Yeah, so you got to get back used to carrying your weight on them legs. Yeah. And learning how to still, you get your, getting your walking pattern. Like in my mindset, I thought I was finna get up. I got a video of me. Did you walk. I got a video of that too when I took my first steps when I first. When they cleared me to walk, mm. so I when I took my first step, stumbled. No, I was on the walker. I used the walker, whatever. Mm. But it's just you think you finna get up and know how you' supposed to walk, mm -hmm. but you really got to find your yeah. walking pattern. Like yeah. you really do. Something your mind forget. Like huh? yeah, yeah. Take them steps, huh? Every little step I take. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, you got to. But we about to get into a session we call "Couple Thoughts," where we get questions out of a cup and we answer them. We ask you. We ask your thoughts on the question. How would you describe yourself in three words? Number one, humble, capital H U M. <laughs> humble, humble. Um. Were you always humble? Yeah. Okay. That's that's me. Like I really am. But that humble, uh, independent, mm. strong. Humble, independent, strong. strong. That's good three though. Good three qualities. But I mean, as black women, I always want to be so strong. They want to be strong. Just... Yeah, I mean, ain't even that. That's just me. Mm -hmm. In the bloodline. In the bloodline. <laughs> bloodline. <laughs> John, yeah. what's yours? Um. <laughs> but you know I had a word to say, but I ain't gonna say it. <laughs> you know it ride with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say I say strong. I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the humble. Um, and the word that rhymes with me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know, man. Dependent. Yeah. Bold. Fuck it. I can't. That was he hard three. That's a hard three. He got dependent. He dependent. Bold. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's a dependent. Dependent, right. <laughs> right, right, right. I know what he meant, though. 
me, I'm I'm gonna say I'm um consistent, most definitely, and I I just oh, I'm I'm uh, hard. I forgot what I was about to say that. <laughs> Consistent. Yeah, go away like that. Yeah, I'm saying I'm consistent. I'm a little loquacious. I'm bullshit. I don't even know what that word means. Talk a lot. Hey, yeah. But I'm consistent. I feel like I'm very loyal. I feel like yeah, I'm that, and like I'm trustworthy. You can trust. You can trust me. With like with your life, I feel like because like I'm not gonna I ain't putting you down no road that's gonna take you. I'm not, I'm not, I hate when people want want me to give them answers that they want me to give them. Saying like I'm a, you can go down the road that's gonna take you down to a bad way. No, I'm gonna say I ain't doing that. I don't want to do that. That's not good for me. That's not good for my health. Like I say, I don't. Me personally, I ain't the type of person that want to go out to the clubs too much no more because I don't know how other people gonna react. I rather sit in the crib and watch football or watch a reality TV show. Love love at the lockup. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> like, how about you, Miss Chop? Go on, give these people your, your three own words that describe you. Um, I guess I'm kind. Too kind. At the- <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, sensitive. Uh, mm-hmm. Cry baby. Loyal. Okay. Mm -hmm. You gotta be there. You gotta be loyal to the people that loyal to you. Mm -hmm. Mine would be I'm handsome, intelligent, and creative. I'm a very creative person. (laughs) You came over that last night. Just now. (laughs) It it very much describes me, right? He wrote that question. You said, what were you three? Handsome, intelligent, creative. One out of three. <laughs> Thank you. You said you left conceited. Huh? No, I had posters on my snap, so I hope y'all can see my snap and start looking at what I post. I'm not conceited, not cocky. I'm confident. That's all it is, man. Confident. That's all it be. Yeah. Imagine be. doing the unthinkable. Oh, Gemini. Being Gemini. me. Nobody Gemini. can't be me. Nobody can't be the other thing. Y'all Yeah, we Gemini Ooh. twins. The real Gemini's, though, because you know the Gemini is like a twin, right? It's like, that's the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we real True. Gemini's, you know. Oh. Like other, the other people that's not because, twins. Yeah, because I got a... Yeah, that's what Fresh is, a Gemini. Yeah, Fresh and, is Gemini, too. But he a fake Gemini. So what... Like, you know, I don't what know. What is a Gemini to you, like... Like... <laughs> what's the characteristics? They say... And I have witnesses, but you know them Gemini's got split personalities. You know they can like a light switch. Yeah, but when you twins, I have one personality. He get one. See, it's different, but when it's one person, that's a Gemini. Yeah. Maybe so, so I can believe that though. I believe it. Well, y'all true Gemini, but I'll say that because y'all twins. So y'all yeah, I'm more. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's too. Sight. Yeah. So it is like that. One person. But you feel like experiencing with a Gemini, you like. It's first personality, like yeah, you know, like it really switch. Like you can be one minute bad. Yeah, so you I believe I it. Do get, I, don't, I don't really get angry, angry though. Like I guess sometimes Aries, be like, Aries top of the zodiac shit. though. Don't forget it, huh? Aries top of the zodiac. Aries are so. Yeah. Jay. <laughs> 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 they ain't even here. Y'all are here on the playback. What he did in there, <laughs> but I don't know. Gemini yeah, question though. Yeah. Gemini, I can't hear to get managed. Oh, I know it's okay. <laughs> Would you rather have kids in your twenties or thirties? She ain't got much time. You gotta make. 
That's a hard question for her. Your twin is about gone. Thirties. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I don't have a kid. Thirties so for me. Thirties because I'm still, you know, not saying I can't do it with, you know, a child, but I'm still, you know, and I'm glad I didn't have kids, you know, mm-hmm. like right now, especially going through this. That would have yeah. been even harder, like having oh, yeah. kids going through recovery, mm-hmm. going through with it. The daddy, you know, yes, was that would have been. Oh God, that'd have been. You you didn't really feel like God. Why am I? Yeah. You, you sound like you, you, you sound like you would have had the support though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But still though, the kids yeah. gonna need the support from their daddy there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. mom do. But it take a, it take a village to raise kids. So I mean, mm-hmm. everybody don't gotta yeah. be this. You got one. Every most people <laughs> I, I know, even including some people. some people really don't have a village. Yeah, some though. people don't. You're right. You're right. Some people don't, but a lot of people do, and they just don't realize how big the village is till they put in certain situations. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's people, true. people help you out though. People yeah. definitely help you out. I definitely didn't, cause it was people that was donating, putting stuff together for me in the hospital. Cash out was going off. Like just people, I don't even people just hit me up. What's your cash out? Want to see? I'm like. But it's a lot of people. It's real support. Yeah, like yeah. Cause like cause say that was that what life about to me is like helping your uh, your fellow quote unquote brother mm-hmm. or your fellow sister, helping those in like in any kind of way capacity you can. Like I say, yeah. if you can send a, a bottle of water, give them a bottle of water, you know? That's if that's all you got. But like it's all about cause I love when I'm in the um, grocery store or whatever, and the lady's on the aisle where you can just tell she's looking around like, man, if a man come by me, please, I just need something on the top shelf. And I can <laughs> yeah, help her yeah, get it off yeah. the top shelf, yeah. and I just keep going about my day because they be asking like, can you please get this for me? Like, why wouldn't I get it? It'd be terrible if a man walked by like, I ain't getting that shit for you, woman. Yeah. Like a short man, he can't do it. I mean, that's his problem. Yeah. yeah. Y'all like short men? Uh-uh. I mean, you know, um, Shia always been, <laughs> Shia seems like she's just always been interested in hood niggas. Yeah. No, it's not. It just seemed like that because I've been with this one hood nigga for a long time. Yeah. Been since like young, yeah, since young you know, time. like yeah, you know. That's how life was. Though it's I mean, just I've been dealing with the same person since I've been this age. Yeah. So that's why it's a long time. So like of being you really just people. had like one person really in your life. And it's saying like seriously, <laughs> serious, serious. Like really take it to that level. <laughs> I just, yeah. What? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, you yeah. still had them on and all the time. Yeah, on you and know, all the time. during you, you know, young, you we have growing. fun. We were still learning each other. Like yeah. black women cheat, so you know, like I was really the nobody wasn't expecting the youngin. You know, to to sit him down. Yeah, yeah. Why you know, to pipe him down. No, for real though, like. Sometimes, I, I mean, we'll just have that conversation with Jerns, though. Sometimes, it, like, it's unexpected because, like, when I did hear that I was together, it's wild because, like, the age difference. But, like, sometimes you be you need someone like you to be tamed at his age or whatever. Like, yeah, you said it like, but you wouldn't have thought that because I'm younger than him, but. Yeah, that snap over there, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that too, but. That's I, you know, there, but my mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was that too, but my mindset was different. You know, a lot of females allowed him to do stuff, run yeah. over. He did. I wasn't playing that. Yeah. It went, you ain't, that ain't going down with me. For real, though. All women said, though, but you probably just like, had a great ass connection and you was fun to be around. You know, that's, a, that's a I was able to bring woman. that out of him. Like, he did stuff that you wouldn't even think, like, this nigga be doing, mm, but yeah. 
you wouldn't have seen it with nobody else. I brought it. So you saying basically you saying you held him accountable, but do women hold themselves accountable? Never. I do. I don't believe women hold themselves accountable. Women, I mean, I feel like women Fresh hold don't this. call back. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, women don't hold this in Macau. He gonna love that. But like, um, I feel like women, they they don't even if they wrong, they don't even like saying they wrong or whatever. So they're just like, let's just brush page. I don't even want to hear about it no more. Then if I'm wrong, I don't yeah, want to hear about it. I, I can they get don't like that. But I'm working like that. on that. Yeah, but sometimes from. I, I understand. Because the people, everybody make decisions. Sometimes if your decision wrong, it's just wrong, and you just made a bad decision. Next time you'll get it. Next time, champ. But some yeah. people don't even like to say like they messed up and like they just made a, a wrong decision. Yeah, they don't want to yeah. address it because they don't want to be wrong. But you gotta take accountability for your wrong decision. Cause think about it, your Let decision. You are not always you right. Take accountability for what what happened, what transpired because. Only way you can get in a car accident is getting in a car and being in an accident, yeah. right? So, like, you had to take accountability for that. Yeah, I never blame nobody. You know, like I said, I just felt like God let this happen to me to open my eyes and to sit me down. Yeah. So, did you um appreciate when back in school they just like, don't do drugs today. Dare, with a dare program. <laughs> <laughs> you right. They told you not to do that in school. Nah. They no. never told you. Just, just say, say no. no. Just say no to drugs today. I just thought about that. Um, we went to prom. Everybody like, just say yes. Yeah, just say yes. But they, they, all, right, all y'all had y'all shirts, man. Uh, all green shirts. They showed y'all that video. Same color weed. Look at you, darling. They show you y'all video um about when we went to the prom or whatever. It was a video like this car crash. You remember when they had to show us that video? Like we had to go to the auditorium. Oh yeah, time. yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. man, nobody want to see that sad ass. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Some people get killed at the prom though. Yeah, yeah, you know? but it they be yeah, it be good to watch because like now with the people that I be around now, you know, and we turning up and stuff. Like I be the one telling like for real now that junk serious. Like y'all close to me. Like this heat home, y'all better take this. Serious. That junk serious. That drinking and driving, which it wasn't just that; it was the sleep too. But yeah. still, but still, like, still. but they, but they would, they would say they would check your alcohol or your blood alcohol level and say, man, like I seen the videos of how I was acting that night, like, um, my ass schooners, in schooners, mm. like. On the pool table, twerking. Oh, like, so you were having a great night. I was having a great night, Carefree. like. Yeah, so man, my mom and them seen that they thought someone was putting my drink. They had the hospital yeah. to test me for everything, but it wasn't under my system. But mm. marijuana, but if you would have seen how I was acting, like, yeah, like you would have thought. So but, you were just a free, like, and that's what they say. It like, was that I worked, been working myself so long. So when I finally had a day off the next day that I knew I ain't had to go to work, the weekend. I had them been enjoying myself, hadn't got carried away on yeah. top of being tired. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I would have got some sleep, I probably wouldn't have read. I would have been, you know, drunk, but yeah. I would have been able to get yeah, on make home. It home. Yeah. But that sleep, yeah. like I'm eyes open, wonder down, like it's is like those that, you cannot stop. That's why life's so light for real. You cannot stop. Like you, one day you can just take that trip. Like you can you you done took that trip so many times. I'm not saying it's good, but you know, do mm-hmm. you drunk drunk a little, a little drunk and then driving back home from school? But I don't but I don't from. be the drive. I always have a driver. Okay. I don't drive. Like, like everybody know that. Like now or back then. Like too? for real, I don't drive. Back then too. Okay, like okay. I, yeah, if I know I'm a drink, I always have a driver. Mm-hmm. I guess you learned though. It's a lesson learned though. You know, all of us yeah. go through it's just life or whatever. You gotta learn the lessons and you grow from it. 
Mm-hmm. It's all about definitely done groove. So right. five five years from now, how far are you gonna be done groove? Where you where you gonna trying to be at five years from now? Not here. <laughs> like I'm trying to be somewhere. I don't know. That, but like you say, you keep like I said, you said that again. I want to go back to that. I forgot the point. But you're saying you don't know. Like, we were talking about evolving. Where you trying to evolve to? I feel like. It's all people I say the light at the end of the tunnel. You gotta know what the light is. You know, you, you can't just say it. you don't know. You you got yeah. to kind of know where you're trying to head to, or you'll never get there because you don't know where you're going. Yeah, I mean, it's so, I that's just, something you gotta really think about. I have been thinking, but I don't really too much speak on it because I know pre- people can pray, you know, on your downfall. No weapon form to give me share prosper. Yeah, yeah, and I do believe that. But because like people can say whatever they want to say, but if you putting that work in, they just gonna keep getting mad. Yeah, but I like to just pop out with stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like not speak on it, just yeah. pop out because they think you here. Mm-hmm. They think you doing this. You ain't got no motion. You know, you just stuck here. And then when you pop out, they like, dang, she got yeah. this going on. Got that going on. Yeah, like moving that. silence, like lasagna. Yeah, moving silence. That's what I be on. So, um, okay then. So tell us, um, a person or somebody that you feel like you want to see sitting in your seat, us having a conversation with. Well, you already had said her name earlier, but Rini is one of them. Come on the podcast, Rini. She Rini one of them that I was thinking about. Rini, come on the podcast. We want Rini. Yeah. We most definitely want Rini. <laughs> 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 I saw Bubba and some green the other day. Yeah. Looking thick and delicious. <laughs> hey, what um, what you said? Um, you want to head to South Carolina and get some? Trying to find Rini, man. Yeah. Trying to find like Rini. Thick, I'm like a thick one. <laughs> Me too, man. With no skinny, huh? <laughs> he can't fuck with no skinny, huh? Well, little baby, little baby said he likes skinny women. Huh? I mean, you know? I like I like a girl about like five two, one twenty five, one thirty. Fun size. Man, I like a girl that size. Yeah, we know you Fun like size. your wife, man. We know you ah, love your exactly. wife. Man. You know, <laughs> we know you love your wife, man. <laughs> we know. But like now, nah, man, I, I like all type of. I like all type of. I think all women are beautiful. But like I say, black, <laughs> black men don't cheat, man. You know, so like I just focus on the pride and focus no, on we, getting yeah, the he money. He might not need to get into this. Yeah, he one. He, he one man that I I know won't cheat. Like he's so yeah, that's good. Like, like it's, it's so good. I was like that in a relationship too. I'm not in one now. <laughs> so why you not in it one? It shouldn't have been no problems then. <laughs> you would think that, you know. You would think that. But you know, you yeah, know. true, true. You can't find the women you're looking for. It's hard out here in these streets, man. You say you want attention, but you say because you say you don't want to apply pressure unless you're getting attention. Yeah, no, I need the energy to be right. Like I like to converse, you know. So like, if I ain't feeling the conversation, it's hard for me to keep conversing and even like go on a date to actually like feel really my vibe. Because yeah. I'm really a vibe. Like, you gonna yeah, have a really dope ass time. Yeah, you gotta go out You feel me? Like, it sounds like, sound like you don't like to put too much effort in. Yeah, until like, cause not, not over text messages and stuff. Like, that ain't a real big test. So, like, if you yeah. get in my vibe, you gonna be like, damn, this dude amazing to be around. Yeah, you like, can I'm just talk about shit like that. and they vibe be everything. Yeah. Like being knowing them. You yep. feel me? And I, everybody feel like that around us. Like, when when we talk like that, ever. But it's like we've been talking for our whole life. Yeah, that's why I said when I came here, I was like, you know, it's a vibe. It's yeah. every vibe. Yeah. That, that, that makes me I smile. created it. I, I, oh, shit. <laughs> I 
Who? Yeah. What? Know what I'm saying. I'm saying Welcome, for myself shy. or whatever. I know. Like, but I think you need to shut up, shot. Shit, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, do your social media miss chop first, so people can follow you and stuff. My snap is Miss Wit seventeen M S W H I T T seventeen. Facebook is um, Chop Wit C H O P W H I T T. Her dress ain't chop, but she call herself Chop. Boom, <laughs> boom. Uh, I just tried. Do your social side. What is mine? Oh, my Facebook is Kush Kushaya <laughs> Nars. That's where Kush came from. Yeah, Kushaya. Yeah. For real, because a lot of people think marijuana. Yeah. Like, as soon as they hear about me, I'm like, my name Kushaya, for real. Yeah. But um, and Snapchat is K Nars six eight eight. I guess I go. You can follow me at Y Twin because on Twitter, Instagram, you can follow me at Hassan underscore Guy on the Snap. Do y'all know what Hassani means in Swahili? Who? Do you know what Hassani means in Swahili? Because I'm Hassani underscore guy on the snap. It means handsome. And I'm that guy. True, I learn something new every day. I just try to teach that. Twitter at the Jeremy Gant. Snap and IG, Jeremy underscore Gant. And you can follow me on Twitter and IG at the Money QB. Go to my Snapchat, fine ass twin. You'll see a fine ass nigga. My dreads fresh again <laughs> this week. But hey, be a doer, man. Got to bring value, man. You go to Navy Black Podcast YouTube, like and subscribe to the videos, man. Show your boy some love. We've been out here trying to put in work. Speak it, believe it, receive it, man. To this day, you feel me? Go to the website, NavyBlackPodcast.com. That's where you can find our pretty faces and you can buy some merch. Also, go to the Navy Black Podcast, Twitter and IG, at Navy Black Pod. <laughs> Y'all like how I do this, man. I mean, it's kind of hard, but somebody got to do it. You Nigga said, I am Navy Black Pretty Podcast. Pretty face. Pretty face. <laughs> pretty pretty face. face. Wow. I can't help but pretty. I'll be that pretty motherfucker. I guess. I guess, man. Thank you, Shia, for coming on again, man. Oh, Shia. Your special guest was good. Good. Thank you. Thank you, my special guest was good. <laughs> the one and only. The one and only. <laughs>